0: Good evening, friend. Would you believe it's it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and lock my words away. Well. What about this woman? You are really iron, Mr. Stark.
1: Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Chronicles. Boop boop! I am your host, cat You can find me at Rodicat on Twitter and uh, other places on the internet. And you can also find me at uh, Newzers Need on Twitter. You can also find me on uh, Newzers Need Reddit uh, and also CB Caps on Instagram. <laughs> and with me tonight, my man Momelo, the smooth kind of fellow, our man Brooklyn. Agent underscore seventy. You can find him at agent underscore seventy at uh, Twitter on Twitter and Instagram. What's
0: up, everybody?
1: <laughs> no flaws for yourself?
0: No, it's all right. We'll keep it moving because
1: we have two weeks of things to cover. Indeed, uh, and not with us tonight uh, due to familiar obligations, familiar obligadas. Uh, PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. Even though he said whatever with all that stuff, if you didn't watch, uh, listen to the uh, the last show about our our clicks. I mean, our, our our year and stuff. Then you know what he says about that, all that. Uh But anyway, net dot com. I mean, uh, on Twitter, even though I still see him posting stuff. Blah blah blah. network dot com. I dot com. I think NewComicsMail.com dot com. All that, all that, and whatever that new that new Vine substitute is probably going to be if it actually shows up. Um pardon. And last but not least, the Osiris of this Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter. The ClickNation on uh Twitter theClickNation.com that Twitter, on Twilight bl- 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 TheClickNation.com. Almost had it. Uh the K L I Q N A T I O N and also C B Cron on Twitter. You can also find him at Combook Resources right in his face off. Go check him out. You can find this podcast on the the network that well, I'm about to say the network that pays, but actually doesn't. Whatever, cspn.us. Do it today, exactly. and you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. You can go to the cspn SoundCloud page and go check us out there. And well, I'll uh, that cspn. I'm just going. You know what? If yep, it's actually yeah, it's whatever shout out cspn.us go there and click there and go uh, get some merch from this here podcast and other podcasts on the cfpn network i'm assuming that that link is actually working but it's actually just redirecting to the cspn yes but it's okay um so we are going to get into the comics of actually from two weeks ago from last week, excuse me, because uh, if you did not remember, or if you did remember, we did our end of the year uh, countdown slash award of Palooza slash deliberations for 2018, uh, and so we skipped last week's books. So, we're going to get into that this week with Invaders number one, which we both read. Yes, we did. And, um, we started talking about this actually before the show, and, um... Same to say we both liked it.
0: Yeah. So from last <laughs> week, Invaders number one came out, and uh, just before the show, Roddy and I were, you know, figuring out what we were going to discuss, and I made a point of mentioning that uh, this was a surprising, uh, a surprisingly good book, uh, given that previous iterations of the Invaders in recent memory really haven't started off on, uh, on a good note, primarily because the premises of the premises of, uh, of the individual, uh, launches just really weren't really very good. But given that this invaders book is based upon the current status of Namor and what's been going on, um, Inside his head, and and that's actually um, what they dive it, into yeah. in this book. Um, given that, given everything that's going on, this is the perfect time to have an Invaders book,
1: right? Because it's less about them teaming up against well a direct foe, more like them teaming up, or more like them coming together to help a a comrade, a like colleague, them. exactly. Yeah. Um. But we will see how that turned out uh, during the course of this book. Because, yeah, like I said, we, were, we weren't really sure how all of that was going to play out with what was going on with Nab- Namor uh, in, I would say, a couple of books. But realistically, it's mostly been playing out in the, uh, the Avengers book, or at least coming back and forth in the Avengers book. Right.
0: Because that's where he's appeared with the Defenders of the Deep for the most part, other than that one Best Defense book.
1: Correct, which we talked about at Myth last week on the Deliberations show. Yes. For a bad. So, yeah, it it was, you know, I... um, It was, like, halfway through reading this from what I remember and thinking, I'm like... Because first, it was like, okay... You know, Namor was still doing Namor, and then we get this other character that's with him that I don't recall us seeing before this, who ends up playing uh, a fairly directly part of what's going on with him. Uh, you might say, or you
0: mean, you're talking about you're talking about the reveal at the, uh, the 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 cliffhanger reveal, right?
1: Correct. But even before that, like the stuff leading up to that, like I'm sorry, because even when he first appeared on the you know early on in the book, I was like, wait a minute, that that looks kind of familiar, you know. And then they go into the flashbacks and whatnot, or it might have been vice versa, you know. And then it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then the reveal was like, ah, okay, so that's what the, that, that's what that was and come to find out that, um, yeah, um, Namor's issues is not just, uh, with the surface world, let's say.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's all been very, uh, you know, Namor's history has been very, I don't want to say convoluted because it really hasn't been once, you know, once they, uh, they, they, they retconned in the fact that he had been, uh, undergoing, he had had, uh, amnesia for
1: X number of years. Mm. You know, they're, they're, which apparently they're kind of they talk about that, right? Yeah, and they talk about in this book, which is was like, yeah, and that part is kind of as interesting because because of the fact that you know there's been times where it's I'm like, well, Nemo's is a mutant. I think that still stands. I'm not sure, right? Um, and apparently, there may be some ties to that that may be coming out in the course of the uh, in the course of um, this book. Is this a limit? Is this a limited? It's not ongoing.
0: I'm not 100% sure I have to go back to the solicits to check. Yeah. But I don't actually, you know what? Let me just check the uh
1: the first know page. Indices.
0: Yeah. You no. Know, no the, uh, the 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 uh, what call it? The um You know at the bottom of the first page they usually have something about that.
1: Right. Uh, or they used to. <laughs> uh, yeah, cuz then sometimes they get a little spider with that lately. Uh, yeah. So, I mean I'm scrolling through our review copy just to see if uh I don't think it says but uh, I- at any case sorry pardon me Ugh. um I want to say it might be uh, um a, a, a mini but I, I, I don't quote me on that regardless well, I'm sure we'll, somebody will mention it at some point uh, right or we'll find out this book is ended and it was a, one way or another it ended up being a mini um depending on where it goes but that being said, um, yeah, it looks like I said, I'm kind of looking forward to to the next issue because it's it's uh, has my interest for it has peaked. You may say,
0: sure, sure, and you know the the entire book as a package is actually really well done mm-hmm. um it, you know there's that obvious um, mystery that you know is is uh, is just asking for you to pick up the next issue right. um that, you know at uh, um at the end of the book on the cliffhanger page but you know Zadarski put together a pretty good you know it's a pretty uh, engaging story and Carlos Magna with Butch Geis I guess on assists um in finishing and and, and inking mm-hmm. um do a really great job in putting together a really nice looking book. Right. You know, and the colorist who I've never heard of, Alex Guimarez, you know, really does lend a lot to the, uh, the atmosphere. Um, you know, there's a lot of great, uh, uh, coloring involved, especially in the, uh, the, uh, you know the transition from World War II to present day, and uh, and under and the underwater scene. So it's a really a nice looking book. You know, uh, all all said and done. True, true that.
1: Um, I think the only other point I had was that uh, the the stuff about Namor's uh, past is not the only sort of retcon we get in this issue. Not thinking about it because um, one invader history has kind of fluctuated back and forth over the years and uh this is no exception because we find out that one human torch aka jim hammond while right. he is an android um uh we find out that he does not have the same memory capacity or the same we basically he has a memory limitation that does, that as humans does as opposed to, like, say, The Vision, which he, he has been, um... White. Yeah. So, that's, that's a little, little interesting wrinkle in itself, which I guess, if they had to do something... Because a part of the premise this 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 this, this book kind of hinges on is... Well, it's not hinges on, but it kind of brings up is the fact that Jim Hammond is actually writing, um... Writing down the exploits of the invaders for a book he's doing or something he's doing yeah I, don't, I can't remember if it was a book or if it was like a, uh, a series of articles or something but regardless so he's trying to get accounts from from the other team members specifically Cap in uh, which Cap brings up the fact that I was like well I was figuring since you're an android you would know all of this and wouldn't need any of us but then they broke it down as to why that's not the case so I'm like well okay that's interesting or could be I guess you know but that being said, I think we've 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 wrung everything out of Invaders. Like I said, the next issue should be hopefully interesting. Um let's get to the other number one of last week. Which we also both read, and that would be Blackwater number one. And um I guess speaking of Captain America, he shows up in this one. So I guess the one thing that that is that's um, I'm curious about in this is that, and, and granted, this is me not having read Secret Empire, but I do know what happened as far as the you know uh, Natasha had died, had been mm-hmm. killed at the hands of Cap when he was a uh, when he was a uh, Hydra Cap, right. Um, I didn't know at the time because I, because I hadn't read it, whether he did it himself or someone, or had someone else do it. it. sounds like he did it, which that gets brought up in this book. Uh, but we find, uh, Natasha who had been brought back from the, from, from, from death, uh, during the course of, well, we find this out during the course of that Tales to Sus- Suspense, uh, miniseries with, uh, Bucky and, and Hawkeye. Right. A few months ago and they kinda of mentioned that, which was, you know, good for anybody who didn't know. Um so but we couldn't find out that you know, she still's not that many people know that she's alive, but apparently Cap does, which you would think those two would not be on the best of terms <laughs> because of the fact that um, you know, one killed the other. But they seem to be civil at the very least, except for that one little jab that Natasha just happens to put in you know, when he, when he leaves, sure. When leaves. But outside of that, the, um, the rest of the book is, um, Natasha trying to find a new purpose for herself. Right.
0: So there's or, a couple of points. Right, yeah. I was like, I was, there's a couple of points that I wanted to make on this first. Did you get the bird box reference like right away? Considering I had not
1: watched it. No.
0: Well, I haven't watched it either, but you know, everyone—you've seen all the memes with the with the blindfold. Mm-hmm. So, seeing her blindfolded in the beginning of this book, I was like, "Wait a second, Bird Box just came out. How did they get this in?" I was just—I'm—I'm I'm kidding about the reference, but sure. it's just funny that you know that's uh, so recently, uh, or at least coincidentally, coming off of the release of that movie on Netflix, mm-hmm. we've got uh, Natasha. You know, mowing down, you know, bad guys and in, in, in a freaking blindfold. Right.
1: I mean, so it's worth noting that the book is is being written by the Soska sisters, who are, um, if you've been around the internet for any length of time, you know them to be um, fans of the horror genre, if okay. I'm mistaken. And um, I don't know if they've what all they've done, but I know I've heard I've heard of their names before. Uh, so this book doesn't. I'm not gonna say it shies away because it's not even the case. Because it's not like it gets graphically, um, you know, it, it doesn't get like graphically violent. But mm-hmm. you can kind of see where there's some, you know, the, where they're gonna put a little bit of their, put a little bit of their magic in there, right? So, and go ahead. Well, to that point. I
0: wanted to mention one of the things that, you know, basically this book is divided into two stories. Mm -hmm. One is the, one is the lead story where Natasha is kind of dealing with, I don't know. It can't be her first interaction with Cap since she was brought back, but it's definitely one of the few since she's been back. Right. And, um, you know, that's, that, that's the first half of the book. And the second half of the book, we're sort of in her mind. And I don't, you know, I've mentioned to you um, in the recent past that I've been kind of binging in the in the in the in the doldrums, but before uh, new television started to come back on, tel- you know, before new shows started to or new episodes started to hit television waves mm. uh, or the cable the cable stream, um, you know, post New Year's, I was streaming or I was binging uh, the Showtime series Dexter. You know, right. we know this is about a, a serial killer who, uh, you know, does his thing, as, you know, while he's, under, you know, while he's uh, under the guise of being a forensic specialist. Right. Mm-hmm. And A lot of the internal monologue that you hear in Dexter, I sort of recognized here in uh, the Black Widow. And I know you haven't watched Dexter yet, but, right. um, you know, it's, you know, it's something about, you know, how she has to release the killer instinct before someone gets hurt. Right, and you know, I I had, um, you know, flashbacks to, uh, you know, just the the ideas behind Dexter. So I thought it was pretty interesting to see that played out here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, see, I I know enough about Dexter to know that 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 there is the case of that, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would agree with that all uh, as well. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe that that's where they took some um some inspiration. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, I thought that part was like, hmm, well, she's got the... Which is uh, something I think they even say in in the the back of the book, the letters page, that like, this is a part of Nat that we don't really ever, ever get to see because usually she's kind of um held at bay by the association with the Avengers and the whole no-killing thing. Right. You know, which, I mean, you know, that, that's been brought up before in Avengers, but that's the side point. Um... So this is her being able to just kinda of let loose, like you say, and she's in the right place for it, which they're being Madripoor. You know. I guess one of the probably two or three places in the Marvel Universe is where she could where she could do that. And she finds herself in a predicament that's you know, gives her reason to cut loose. Right. You know, um
0: when I it thought it was funny it. that she was dressed as uh as a certain other Marvel character
1: and so I couldn't and and I thought I knew who that was because especially she even mentions the association with another marvel character who's mm-hmm. you know but I was like wait did she actually ever dress like that and I don't remember if that was a good but probably did I don't remember
0: no but uh, he did so hmm. you know that's uh, you know it's funny uh, that they that they all bring it up right
1: In fact, yeah, she does, in in fact, mention, yeah, by name, and it's like, oh, yeah, because I I thought about that, I was like, well, yeah, okay, there's that, but I thought, because even when the other, the lady whose name is Tiger Tiger brings up the fact that it was like, huh, redhead, questionable fashion sense, I'm like, yeah, you seem like, you know, his type type situation, I was like, but I don't remember who she referenced, you know, uh dressing like that, but it doesn't really matter, because we all knew who he was talking about, you know, if you've right. for a minute. So yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. So but yeah, I'm kinda looking forward to seeing what uh what, what goes on in this book. Uh, obviously this is there's it's gonna be some ish. <laughs> so Yep. Alright, let us move on to what else would we oh, Fantastic Four number six. Alright And um so okay, fantastic four number six. so after the events of the wedding which did finally go off without a hitch great, we find our team going to let Veria to to um, kiss themselves helping Doom, who apparently doesn't need any help uh, because he already has his own help in the form of his own herald. Just, Victorious. Yeah, no, right. And I was like, "That's a interesting name for a um, for for a uh, I don't know if she's a hero or villain at this point, regardless of, of, of some of his name. But hey, you know what? Whatever it's doing. She's a pawn, right? <laughs> and, uh, and the you funny know, part about it was because that name works in two different two different ways. Because I was like, okay, I see where it comes from, but also Victor, right. As in Von Doom, so I'm like,
0: well,
1: okay. exactly. A little self-serving there, which you know, I think if I remember correctly, she named herself that.
0: Well, no, Vic did.
1: He did. Okay, yeah, because I remember. I remember it coming up. I was like, all right, well, sure. Which is something that goes back to issue one, and that I totally forgot about. Exactly um and the only other uh, and the other thing about this before we get into the meat of it is that, well i guess in addition to getting to the meat of it is because one galactus comes back and he's over uh latveria which is the reason why the francis four is going there and doom says not nah, yeah i ain't got to go i got this myself um but i think he kind of knew the Fantastic Four was going to come there regardless and the thing that interested me as much was there was no mention of Marvel 2-in-1 because if you remember, which you you were reading it also, a kind of similar story, well the shades of a similar story happened in the course of that book or at least got brought up in the course of that book which was another Dimensions um, Victor Von Von Doom saved the Earth against Galactus because Mm -hmm. Reed couldn't do it for, for whatever odd reason. And I'm kind of so slightly surprised they didn't mention it. But, you know, I guess... It would, it, well, they were it would, off... They were off-world, one. Right. You know, you know half the
0: Fantastic Four. So that's probably why... In,
1: well, in yeah, Chinko, but the two
0: that was there would be right. like,
1: wait, didn't we already see this happen? Like, wait, we already see what could come of this or something like that. Which, you know, maybe it could. Maybe there was no reason to, you know... Right. I mean, at the ultimately,
0: they're the Fantastic Four that kind of used to seeing Galactus come up. But, uh... I thought that this was, you know, one of the cool things that came out this week or last week was uh, director's cut mm-hmm. of this book. Which I totally agree. It's so informative, and I've always loved it when Marvel and DC have put out these director's cut editions, where you actually see the script that um, that you know, especially on the Marvel side, the the script that some of these writers put in that are. A combination of the old school marvel method and like full script and that's sort of where slot is Mm -hmm. in this so he does give uh the artist in this case aaron cooter a lot of leeway in you know in composing what the page looks like but ultimately you know there's some notes in there about what uh slot wants to see and just to see it translated onto the page is you know is remarkable um and also to see you know uh black and white to ink to colors to see how the colorist is, uh, you know, really enhancing the art, right? Um, one after it's submitted to the colorist, um, but uh, you know, I have to say that in, you know that uh, this was a pretty entertaining book. Like you said, we have um, that first issue appearance by uh, Victoria is coming back, mm-hmm. and it's uh, you know, and and what's cool about this. And, you know, forgive me for being, you know, old school, but it's nice to see Doom being Doom again. Mm-hmm. Like he's, you know, we all know that, you know, he's got a little bit of a redeemable quality to him, but it's still great to see Doom being the best
1: villain in the MU. Mm. Although it's, it's, I think it may be fair to say that in this issue, we haven't quite seen the villainous turn from him. We basically seen him being like, "Hey, look, this is my land. I'm I'm gonna protect this, and I'm you know, I'm gonna keep you out of this kind of situations." Mm, I think we have seen at least a
0: hint of the villain, right? Because, right? Because of uh, my suspicion that victorious. In becoming Doom's new quote unquote herald mm-hmm. is actually a cog
1: in Doom's larger plan. Well, yeah, and even uh, the last page, even pretty right, mentions that part, you know. Right. And Reed is Reed is
0: picking up on it. And uh you know, he, it'll take him a second to figure it out, but Doom is definitely stating that uh, there's, you know, something more to what we're seeing here. We'll see what happens in the next issue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I, I think that's, I think it's the last page that kind of cemented the, yeah, it's nice to have a villainous Doom back.
1: So, yeah, Twitch, uh, we also found out in Marvel One is like, yeah, it's kind of hard for him to escape, escape that, which is kind of a bummer, but at the same time, you know what, yeah, Doom be Doom. I mean, even, even... In his redemptive phase, you know, there was still a little bit of ruthlessness in the, in his operations, far from what I remember. Sure. You know, to a certain point, anyway. So, it was, it was only one slot, which I should I should go back and finish reading that, um, when you took over as Iron Man, or whatever. But, anyway, that is that, and that's Fantasy Four number six, so we will see um, what happens as a part of that, um, we both read. Because rounding, I start to round out this uh, the last week's books, so we can get to this week's books real quick. Um, hmm. Oh, uh, Black Panther number eight, and then we can all right. Kind of skim through what else? What else we read for last week? So you said. That uh, he may have found his path in in this issue, and I kind of agree, but I also said that, and I don't know if you noticed this, he kind of went Punisher, just a little bit. Hmm. You know, I mean, it's... I don't... mm, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to say this. Oh, it's not like... Um... Tetrala has ever been opposed to, to you know, taking somebody out even though he has, you know, in years past has not actually done that done so that often. Mm-hmm. And him being in this situation in, you know, in, in another place and out of space at that, you know, and without, I guess, still without all of his memories kind of uh puts him in a different place and therefore, you know, once the things the events of this book go off and he's pretty much had it up to here. Shout out to Queen of Sifa. <laughs> and he just it he's it's not like he snaps, but he just gets fed up and kind right. of deals with the situation as as um this version of him knows how.
0: Well let's let, let let's just set the bigger picture um you know, let, Let's make the bigger picture a little clearer for uh, the folks at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still in the midst of the intergalactic Empire of Wakanda storyline. In this chapter of the book, uh, of the story, um, T'Challa, or, you know, I call him the T'Challa of space. Um, <laughs> because we're still not 100% sure where all these characters lie in the grand scheme of the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the T'Challa of space may have found his path. In this issue, because what they're trying to do is um, build up a resistance, and he's on a mission to retrieve uh, some raw vibranium off of uh, a ship, and what else? You know, some of the uh, the human, or at least the um, the live cargo. Let's put it that way. Yeah, kind of found the that ship. There's More stuff
1: on the ship than than, than right vibranium.
0: Exactly. So the live cargo on the ship. Uh, draws his attention and essentially uh, T'challa, T'Challa of space frees them. And uh, as as Roddy Cat was uh, was mentioning, he had you know he kind of hits a, a, a breaking point, a tipping point, and he um, kind of lets the Punisher in him loose, hmm. or the John Wick.
1: Sure, yeah, either one works. <laughs> so, and I think we we at this point we have enough information to to know that this is T'Challa, but there are parts of it that still has yet to play out with, exactly like you said, some of the other characters, but mm-hmm. I think at the very least we know he and another character are, you know, where their place is in this, which we haven't seen the as a character in, in a minute, but beside the point. Um, but yeah, so it, I, like I said, I think we've,
0: suffice, I was about to say, suffice to say, I think we're all waiting to find out already come on Ta-Nehisi Coates <laughs> I don't know
1: Luckily, I've, I have I've have reserved resigned myself to kind of just enjoy the ride and see what happens I mean just to kind of see what you know what, what, he's, what he's going for in this because if, if we're being honest with ourselves this is basically a Star Wars not necessarily a parallel but you uh-huh. can see some shades of Star Wars in this and hey corporate synergy, synergy being what, what it may or may not be in this mm-hmm you know, you can still see it because part of it's like you know, hey, what if Wakanda ends up being the Empire? And, and, you know, in, in a sense, like it doesn't exactly play out the same way as Star Wars does. You know, but again, there's some shades to that. So I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like there is definitely something, if anything, else inspiration. Right. So, and I think this is probably. That information this this said that being said this, this might go as far as that goes you know like this seems like the, the the middle chapter with this with this arc and i'm assuming the next arc could be the the um the return of the um the king or the jedi as it might be right type situation but we will see um i think wait is that all the the books that we both have read from last week? I think so. I think so. Alright, so if you want to go ahead and um... Just rapid fire the last last couple. Yeah. You gotta rapid
0: fire the last couple of books. All Alright, so Return of Wolverine number four. The uh... Persephone sort of reveals herself as the primary antagonist in this issue and we learn more about the hot claws. So Ultimately, this is just one of the latest in the series of stories where Wolverine is uh, manipulated into doing bad things. And uh, the jury's still out. I'm just waiting for Wolverine to be re- uh, introduced into the Marvel Universe proper. Uh. Uh, I know some people aren't so keen on it, but, you know, he is Wolverine after all. Uh, Detective Comics number 996. This is something that uh, PCN underscore Dirt and I both read. In his words, this is the good Batman book. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the one he wants to read. I definitely understand why. Um, Doug Monkey, the artist in this book, is doing a bang-up job. Um, I'm personally not sure about this whole idea of a blob monster that Batman is fighting, the monsters going after um, Batman's mentors, but hey, uh, fans of the animated series will be happy to see a character of Kyodai Ken being introduced into the, into the uh, DC comic universe.
1: Yeah, we have, we have news on that, but yeah, thank you for, 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 for bringing that up. So, I saw that piece of news, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So, cool. Um, and I guess that's it for you. So, yeah. What did
0: Tim do for last? Oh, he didn't talk oh, about it. But okay.
1: Yeah, he didn't I talk got- about it, but he has one which we'll bring up and uh, after a while. No worries. Um. So for myself, actually, there's only one more book because we pretty much read everything, and that was actually it's funny because I read this a couple of days ago, Iron Heart number two. Um. Because I totally forgot it was whether it was last week or this week. So we find Riri, um, you know, in between her duties uh, at MIT or running her lab at MIT and going going home to Chicago. What we find out in this book that, that there's a whole an old high school uh, friend that has been uh, missing for a couple of weeks, and she goes to investigate that, and she comes to find out that there's more. There may be more to it than than meets the eye um there's a nice little part with her and her her uh family you know talking about the news um and uh, what goes on to it which leads kind of leads her more into her investigation uh she also has a a, an unfortunate bout with ptsd due to her past you know that i'm sure is gonna get um you know get mentioned again or and or play out somewhat in this book but um it was it was a was a good issue. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of this book as it um as it uh, progresses. And that is it for that for last week. So we're going to get into this week's books. Um, starting with, and I guess we didn't mention we should have chopped that one out also. So you want to get to the one that we talked about beforehand. Sure, why not? We'll have fun with that. Yes. Uh, Avengers number 13. Um, so this w- is going back to the, the 1 billion BC stuff and um, is the story of the first Iron Fist who is a young lady named Fan Faye. Um Which, now that I'm thinking about it, I Almost has me reminiscent of a, a recent Iron Fist story, um, but that's but that is not the same person because there is another Iron Fist that is now a young, uh, a young teenage woman, but has nothing to do with the the, the name here. Regardless, um, and that hopefully <laughs> Agent Seventy is about to cue, cue up something that um, sure that so- uh, we've been
0: talking about. All right, so a couple things. So Roddy Cat was, re- you know, referring to the most recent um, uh, web, web first and then uh, published um, uh, Iron Fist story. Uh, but
1: I well, wanted to the mention one before that too, because there was actually the that was the one before that, which um, um, I can't remember the guy who wrote it before this before this one. But yeah, where she was I'm introduced. about Kari Andrews. Yeah, the Carrie Andrews one where oh, okay. she was introduced.
0: So but 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 those are the most recent uh sure. you know kind of um Iron Fist uh stories, solo stories, mm-hmm. I think, because uh most recently Iron Fist has been paired up with Power Man um in the wake of the Netflix shows. But um I think one of the most important things that this draws upon is the the basic Iron Fist mythology and the mytho- the expanded mythology. That the Immortal Iron Fist series uh, created, uh, as written by uh, Ed Brubaker and Matt Fraction, Uh, that's some seminal stuff. Um, Fans of you know, uh, I you know, I would ask fans of the show to go back and read that because that's some great, great storytelling and some great art by David Aja as well. Um, What we have here is essentially the story of the very, 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 very first Iron Fist. And it's really, it's just really cool to see the story play out. It's a one and done, basically, and it's a remarkable book. Um, Essentially, uh, it gives us the ground, the basis for, you know, uh, all the Iron Fist stories that have come, um, you know, ever uh, from, uh, you know, that have come since this this kind of retcon uh, story. And what Roddy Cat was referring to is a line that's delivered in this book that comes out of nowhere. Yes. Comes absolutely out of nowhere. You're reading along. You're reading along. And um, so, some so. of it is, what I was going to add just before I hit it, is yeah. some of it is based a little bit on uh, some of the earliest You know stories of creation. We're talking straight out of the Book of Genesis,
1: right? So, so to to to, to that point. So, this is going along, and you know we're going along with her origin, and she meets this character who is well known at this point. You know, uh, uh, in the Marvel you, who and has come up a couple of different times actually recently, and um, the the character goes, or at least the form of this character goes and um, and introduces himself. And, and uh, this Iron Fist says...
0: <laughs> <It doesn't matter>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, and both Agent uh, 70 and I got a kick out of that for that reason because it was like, because we had, you know, it was like like you said, it, it just comes out of nowhere. It was like, she's, she's like, it doesn't matter what your name is. And I was like,
0: oh. <laughs> okay. Like, you can't help Especially if you're, uh, you know, if, if you came up as a wrestling fan uh, at a certain time, and you recognize the catchphrase, should, and should... you're just reading along, and it just com it just comes out on the page, and you just can't help but laugh out loud. It's right. freaking hysterical. I, I kind of want
1: to ask Aaron if that, if that, was indeed the the, the case. <laughs> Cause if it's not, then that 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 was still pretty great. But you know,
0: I mean, given listen, given the timing, given that the the character who's introducing himself is mid sentence, mm-hmm. midway through his midway, midway through the name, right? And done exactly how,
1: done exactly how The Rock had, had done it. And if you and if you haven't, just go um look up The Rock, and it doesn't matter. You'll see a whole compilation of of uh, <laughs> times where he's done it. You know, in during his wrestling days, and it's it's never not funny, and and I'm never even a big wrestler fan, and I knew just just as much about it. <laughs> so, but yeah, that part right there has uh, elevated this issue. Yeah, that <laughs> <I laughs> was so fun. Let me tell you. Yes, but outside of that, is also still a good read because, like, like uh, I just said, when he said, you know, you get a lot of backstory into the first. Uh, so, the, the, so I guess that's the thing to ask. um So some of the stuff that comes up, because even, you know, even in the realm of, um, well, I guess animated, particularly, you know, shows or anime where the hero, whoever, you know, goes along and gets into fights and then you see them calling out the names of their, um, of their, um, of their uh, attacks. Yeah. They're calling their, they're calling out the names of their attacks. And in this, there's something similar that kind of happens in this in this issue. Does 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 any of that kind of play out in Immortal um, Immortal Iron Fist?
0: I hesitate to say that Immortal Iron Fist is the first place that comes up, but I
1: want to say it is mm. because as, far as this concerns anyway, because I mean, obviously there's you know there's precedent before it, but
0: right. The the way it's done here, I think that's it's the the first time we see it is in the immortal fit immortal Iron Fist, um series because obviously before that Iron Fist had kind of done a little bit of it in the same way that Doctor Strange d- does it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of calls out you know something that has a, a an attack or a spell that has a name and a technique that has a name. That's what kind of Iron what what Iron Fist would do, but he would actually say it, and you know in this. You know, just having uh, a a graphic and then having the you know, the typeface describe what the technique is. That's right. uh you know, that's definitely something that's straight out of the Immortal lion fist playbook.
1: So yeah, I was kinda wondering, I was like, Well clearly, you know, Aaron's done his homework, which and, and that series is like as you said, is is well regarded. So it's you know taking some beats from there is, you know is not a bad thing. Uh, So that, uh, folks, is uh, Avengers 13.
0: Oh, and by the way, we don't want to leave out the fact that uh, there is revealed in this what may be the introduction of a particular Infinity piece. Yes. Oh, yes. I almost forgot about
1: that. Yes. And I thought that part was like, really? Because I was like historically we have not known any of the stones to come from Earth. Right. Or even existed on Earth. You know, they in, they end up here through one means or another, but not just coming from here. But during the course of the story, apparently, yeah, we, we found out that one of them was found here.
0: Right. I mean, if you think about it, the very first time that we see um, these stones, they're being held by the uh... Um, the precursor to the Infinity Watch, I forget. The Elders of the Universe? Yes. And the Elders of the Universe you had to get them. you know, they had to come from somewhere before they got them. So obviously that's just ripe for, you know, lots of retcon storytelling.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. Just but I don't know, it just seems weird. It's like, well, okay, it's the first one we found well, not the first one, but the, the first one we see apparently came from came from here, which I I guess. I don't know, I could've
0: well listen, it's like I said it's ripe for it's ripe for all for for multiple stories to be told, you know. Yeah. Um it, it I I as I was saying and and you know just to, to to help wrap this up, um this was actually one of the better uh interlude stories about these 1 million BC Avengers. I call them 10 million BCs. Oh, forgive me for not for going back too far. Um but uh you know it, it's 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 fun just to you know just to see uh you know this is the kind of retcon that's kind of fun because you know mm-hmm. we had not yet seen a story of the very first iron fist and i think this is a perfect way to introduce
1: it um i agree you know I mean, it's kind it, of
0: weird yeah. that there's an infinity element to it but well
1: it's also uh, it, it is also weird that there's like it just so happened that these are the first avengers stories right the, you know before the avengers that we know which i'm like okay I guess there's quotes that could be put on that, but it is what it is. So, right. Um, but, yeah, you're right. So, we go from that to actually something tangentially um, related to this, the Stones, or at least the Keepers, or, or anyone who's held it, <clears throat> which was the new number one from this week, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Sure. And, so there is a lot about this story that apparently I have missed out on because I had stopped reading guardians of the galaxy. Not purposely, but, um, okay. Shout out to Matt Wayne who just, uh, who just, um, uh, said something on Twitter, but I'll get back to that in a second. um, I had basically dropped Guardians of the Galaxy for a while ago not intentionally but you know just cuz there was a lot of stuff going on and whatever just in other so I am not up on the last couple of volumes of this book and their place in I guess I'm assuming um, Infinity uh, Wars right you know I mean some of it they kind of knew about you know such as you know um Gamora is kind of Gamora, part of Gamora's part in this, but you know that's also a slight forward because I didn't know how far deep did it gone. We know that the the galaxy, the, the Guardians had broken up for some strange sort of reason. Groot's talking, and, and I assume that may be something that came out of Infinity Watch. I don't know. I mean, Infinity Wars. You maybe you can um, you can shed some light on that. But regardless, we find the Guardians in a different place, but we don't even get to that point until later in the book because we find. Um, a familiar looking letter shaped spaceship where a whole bunch of a whole bunch of spacefaring folks uh have gathered because of the fact that Thanos has died, spoiler alert. But we come to find out that uh, even though he's dead, there may be someone to take his place, which led me to believe where in the world is his son? Yes.
0: Not sure at the moment
1: because there was no mention of that, which you would think that would be the very first mention that would be like for. So, so basically, in this meeting that we find out, which was kind of a funeral, kind of a, um, kind of a funeral of sorts, kind of a meeting of the minds because of what um, was what came out during the course of that thing, led by the closest person outside of Gamora to Thanos, which there being uh, Starforks, aka Eros. Who comes across the fact that hey, you know, even in death, Thanos had a plot. Right. And that plot ended up being bought or part of that plot plot. Apparently, I assuming actually we don't know if this is a part of the plot because there's a, a plot by Thanos that is is being being played out in death and uh, Thanos will return, which if you you know, solicit's kinda of bore that out and I think we there's been news up to that. So it is not that much of a spoiler, but it kinda is if you hadn't really been keeping up with the news that much. Mm -hmm. and so we find out uh, about that so during the course of this meeting we find out that you know the people are trying to the reason why all this whole thing was put together was because like they need to find out who this person is that may end up becoming becoming nanos again and some names and some interesting faces get brought up during the course of this of people that might have to get dealt with (laughs) um um Forever, <laughs> like taking right. off the board, as it so, as it were. Um, with, with the interesting thing to me it was like the one person that I noticed wasn't in the running was the person who was actually running the the, the um the, the show on that. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it was Starforce that kind of brought this whole thing together, and he's Thanos' brother. And I'm sitting here like, you know, if anybody who could be possibly, you know, in the running for that list could and possibly should be here. And again there's no there was no mention of Thanos' son Thane at all that I remember. Unless he came up on that board I don't remember. No. So I, I found that part kind of interesting. And even some people there's like even the, the what they said about it was like, yeah, these are the people that, you know, could possibly, you know, you know take over for Thanos or get, you know, whatever ends up happening which also thought and I think I said in my notes, it was like so given the cover, it kinda inspired me to, to um to um to to have some fun with my notes and I, I let's just say I referenced a, a popular queen song. And um and I was like, because part of that just sounds like a Spider Man plot and you know what part I'm talking about. When they talk about um Thanos' plot. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting enough. But anyway, after that all said and done, and that meeting goes on, we find out what what happens to the remnants of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're not in a good place.
0: I thought that uh, you know, just just to as an aside, yes, uh, Ghost Rider, the cosmic Ghost Rider, oh yes, brings that exact point up. And I th- I still think it's it's remarkable it's remarkable that Cosmic Ghost Rider has become such a a, a mainstay of Cosmic of the Cosmic MU. Obviously, Donny Cates is writing this. Mm-hmm. Donny Cates created the character. Um, it's uh, you know it's just funny. Uh, I think uh, you know that the, the um, there, there's a battle that starts uh, during this meeting and. Um, uh, what's hmm. uh, uh, The Silver Surfer is introduced to the character, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm Frank Castle." I'm like, "Oh my god!"
1: Yeah, and I'm sitting here like, "Wait," because because even when we talked about Cosmic Ghost Rider originally, we were wondering whether where this was in in canon, and mm-hmm. apparently, either you or Derek was like, "No, this is this this is actually happened somewhere along the lines," you know. Um. But apparently, and as it said here, it's like, nah, I'm from the future. Because he was like, yeah, I'm from the I'm from the future. You killed me. I'm like, oh, wait, when did that happen? But I guess this was... And yeah. and the events of Cosmic Ghost Rider get brought up uh, amusingly enough.
0: Exactly, <laughs> so, exactly, which,
1: exactly. Which gave me uh, an actual, uh, an almost laugh out loud moment of that, you know, of him thinking about that. Pretty much.
0: So what we have here is, you know, we have a heist that that comes up um and uh you know we find out at the very end of the book that you know who's behind the heist Mm -hmm. and we have the formation of the latest edition of the guardians of the galaxy
1: and it's not so much of a formation it's just like oh this is just happenstance because of this that and other with you know a run-in with you know what happens during the course of the battle, and the Nova Corps, who's on the other end, trying to investigate whatever, and then it just happens like, oh, boom. Which I thought that part was like, this is how it happens. <laughs> it's like,
0: nothing like random.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Or quote unquote random, considering you know the, the 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 folks that end up in the spot, you know, were the ones that are left from the big battle. So, but I am like, okay, well, I guess if, and I guess it's not outside the realm of the, the, And yeah, I just realized where my mic was. Um, just after all this time. Anyway, um, I guess it's not the first time that the, the team has kind of just randomly come together through, through happenstance. So it's still, I guess that still works out. Mm hmm. And, and plays like that kind of happens in, at least in, um, relatively recent iterations coming from, um, uh, annihilation, you know, when the whole big um, cosmic event happened years years sure. past. So, not outside the realm of it, but it's just, just kind of amusing to me. But anyway, um, that's Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm actually interested in probably picking up this book and the rest of it. And I also, kind of want to go back and see what the heck, uh, you know, came up with some of the stuff, which means I might, I'm probably going to end up having to read Infinity Wars.
0: Huh. I'm at least skimming it.
1: Mm. yeah I guess um, so and and, and recent uh, volumes of uh, Guardians just because I'm sure some of that may or may not have played out of there because like I said the team's been splintered if I didn't say that already so the only two are left are Quill and Groot a very sure. much talking Groot and they even mentioned like well you know what happens with uh, Gamora and we don't talk about Rocket so I don't know what happened that right exactly that's a teaser for the you know for upcoming stories right and it is also made amusing by the fact that both Rock and a group were together in Shuri, the last issue of Shuri. I'll have to go back and read that. So, I, you know, so I, which was slightly a head scratcher, but hey, it is what it is. Anyway, let us move on to, I'm pretty sure, wait, something I was going to mention. Uh, you want to, because I know we read a couple of books together also. Um, oh, 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 Immortal Hulk. Yikes. Yes.
0: Yikes. Yes, yes yikes indeed. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you that <laughs> Immortal Hulk is one of the trippiest books you're going to read. It's actually, and I give Al Ewing a whole ton of credit. Mm. Um, and Joe Bennett, the whole team, Eric Gwynn, who I guess does the color on on this book. You know, the, from, from front to back, you Know from beginning to end, this book is just a treat to read, it's amazing, yeah.
1: And uh, again, brought up uh, during the events of last week's um, at the least of was recording uh, 2018 prediction, yeah. Ago. So, but yeah, this is like, like you said, this book kind of goes places, man. It, it is this is why I love our union, it was like, and, and you would. Yeah, I mean, even though the letters page kind of mentions it, I was like, you know what? Because somebody somebody wrote in and it was like, uh, and it was like a rabbi, and was like, you know what? I never, I, being a fan of, and actually that was a different letter, but anyway, regardless, um, like, I don't know, because I think, yeah, it was the rabbi, was like, um, I don't know how you would make, uh, you know, the Hulk any more interesting than he would, probably would have been, and psh, hey, Al's, Al Young's done it. You know, so um, to get to the meat of the story, um, the Hulk is in hell or I guess gamma hell. Uh, That that part is still kind of, you know, yeah, that's that's not 100
0: percent clear. It's funny that it's funny that there are biblical references throughout. Yes. You know and this is an ongoing thing that's been part of this book since since this volume started and um, you know it's interesting like you know like you mentioned you know is this you know is this a bridge between the natural the supernatural and beyond and is our gamma rays the you know the the, the wavelength that all those things kind of are divided by um that's sort of what Ewing is playing with here. And we don't know yet exactly what this is. We don't know yet. It's it's it, it you know, there's a lot of different ways you can read this. You know, especially since we're dealing with some I don't know if it's flashback. It's acting you know, maybe it's the the, the, the imagination maybe it's Bruce's imagination it might be the spirit of his long dead father riding the gamma wave
1: which I'm more inclined to believe that's that's what it is um yeah because again some of that is not clear and maybe it has borne out and we just they're just not picking up the clues or something but Mm -hmm. yeah that's what it seemed like to me and definitely still dives into the history of Bruce uh, speaking of going back to when he was a little kid and kind of postulates that the Hulk, um, as an entity has existed well, basically long before Bruce, mm-hmm. uh, in a way, but but Bruce has uh in, in inherited it through apparent uh, his means of his um father and grandfather before him, in a way, right? Um and yeah, I should go so far to say that um whether this may or may not be necessary if anybody wants to is going to read this book um and i, I this could probably say it for the last couple of issues if I'm not mistaken, but uh there is maybe a trigger warning for domestic violence there is actually a you you might want to put one on this book because there are some things that happen in this book that um yeah that that kind of bore that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you know if you are sensitive to stuff like that you may want to be wary of it um but like I said d- d- diving into uh, Bruce's past we, we come to find out this that and the other We and coming to the end of this book we find out there there is again not knowing whether this is actual hell or gamma hell that there is a beast or a, the the Satan of hell as because the, because throughout the whole issue, you know, they're talking about, and I guess even in the last couple of issues, uh, going into this, there, there's always there's talk about the devil and this and that, and, and you know, who he is and what he is, it is and whatever the, you know, the concept of, and at the end of this issue, we may have met mm-hmm. said, Devil's thing although you know the hulk himself and we also see you know a previous version of the hulk or in a way comes back or at least a previous mindset i guess you could say comes yeah. back that is apparently still there that's been kept at bay just not unlike the way that banner has tried to keep the hulk uh persona at bay up until this volume so, as Agent Seventy will say, there's a little, there's an interesting bit of retconning going on here, or mm-hmm. I guess a- additional input to the to the Hulk story going on with this being fleshed out in this. So, which makes it kind of interesting in itself, right? I think
0: that this is going to be once, I guess, once the big reveals are are are, are, are finally done maybe it'll make more sense or at least will be it'll be easier for everyone to put things together hmm. but i think what that's actually going to do is for rereading of the entire series yes to trying to put things to try to put things together because it's hard at this point unless you have these books and you have the time to really kind of go back and see how it all fits together we're reading these things as they're coming out and we don't necessarily have the time to go back and read what happened in the last issue and the issue before that. And this book in particular is definitely a long form story. And it's definitely going to play out over the span of, we're already on, you know, 12 issues of trying to figure out what exactly is going on. So uh, I'm not sure when uh, Ewing plans on revealing all, but when it does happen, I think it's going to be well worth going back and rereading the entire thing to see the clues that he's been dropping and to help us kind of put the puzzle pieces together on this because I have to say, this is an intriguing book and I guess that's what makes it so fun to read is that we don't necessarily know everything that's going on and we can't necessarily see what might, what's
1: going to happen next. Right. So, moving right along interesting um oh you
0: read friendly neighborhood spidey number two then we can go to rapid
1: fire yep um there we go Friendly neighborhood spider-man number two um you were not here when i think dirt and i talked about the first issue um and there's a part of that 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 issue that doesn't get brought up here but i'm right. curious of the your backup
0: story yes
1: and i'm curious of your thoughts of that boo before we get into it boo yeah, I was like, because even when I was talking to when we were talking to Dirt, and again that was like a couple of weeks ago. So, um, yeah, I was like, oh, don't let this happen. I don't like, I don't like this. <laughs> Ooh. Which, which, Ooh. Um, I guess is worth pointing out uh, that solicits for April has has come out at this point, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a reveal that's going to happen, apparently, right. and which. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that plays out. But getting to this one, um this kind of goes into the main story of uh the the first issue in that uh, a neighbor of Peter's has uh you know came to him for some help. Um uh and he gets involved in it and come, comes to find out that uh, this person gets gets uh kidnapped or taken and but before she gets taken that she left peter with uh, a couple of couple of uh surprises mm-hmm. to which kind of reminded me of recent x-men stories because i was like because i thought these were the same two little kids from recent oh. x-men for a second I was like wait huh
0: that would be interesting
1: right but apparently it is not no they're not um so peter in this according to this issue has to deal with that and which he does by going to the most unlikely of sources, well, I guess I guess as likely as you you could get from Peter because it's not as like his circle is that big to where he can just call you know
0: well, you know what's funny is that his circle is that big, but it isn't right and I that's what you're kind of getting at. You know, he is obviously you know you know as Spider-man has teamed up with everyone in the Marvel Universe, but who does he trust? To do something like this. Who can he actually reach out to? Hey, His best bud, Johnny Storm.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I got to tell you that, you know, just, you know, without getting into the specifics of the story, the notes that I wrote were basically that this issue is just a ton of fun. And mm-hmm. it's a great reminder of how fun Spidey can be <coughs> in the stories that come in between the big event stories and the latest formation of the Sinister Six. So, right. you know, there's, you know, I give Tom Taylor a ton of credit. You know, there's a lot of little beats in this book
1: that just ring so true to Spidey as a character. Indeed. And I, I, I am not going to sit here and say that I kind of, I knew there was something up with that old lady um, coming from the first issue. But what we found out here, I didn't know it was that point of course for part of me to think it was like wait is this like madam madam web coming back again and he's just not recognizing her as that you know or, or something like that but now we come to find out this there's more to this lady that meets the eye um which reminds me of a book i should have read in from last week and, and put in here but, but we're past that point so yeah that was um from the neighborhood of spider-man and like i said there's a backstory that's going to play out in the next couple of issues that that i'm not crazy about I'm not looking right. forward to getting to that point.
0: Right. Well, you know, with regards to the main story mm-hmm. in this book, um, and the and and just the storytelling that's going on, it's a t- like I it's just so well done. Like right. there's just a lot of really fun beats in the book from, you know, like a kind of a side story that's that actually carries into this issue. Mm-hmm. You know, with regards to a police officer that Spidey runs into. I'm right. like, "Wow." You, you know, they actually brought that back.
1: Yeah, no, um, right? I thought about Yeah, when so we, yeah, we and we meet, yeah, because in the in our first issue, uh, Spidey saves, um, a, a, a dude and his, and his and his uh child and come to find out that they have relations to somebody the the that Spidey meets in this issue who helps him out, you know, because of that. So, yeah, that was a nice little 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 tone train. That was a nice suit she had on, too. <laughs> yeah, right so um and, and finally
0: you know what you were alluding to is that there's a kind of a reveal in the story regarding one via the um the secondary uh characters that we met in the first issue and it's you know it's <laughs> you know spidey has a great line um at the end of the book he's just like what is happening right and that's what we're all saying we're <laughs> all reading this like what is happening so, uh, I give, you know, I give Taylor a ton of credit, you know, the creative team on this book is, is doing a bang up job and, um, you know, trying to figure out what's going to happen in the next issue is just beyond me because, uh, you know, the, uh, the cover doesn't necessarily reveal what's going to happen. So,
1: mm-hmm. so from there we go to books that, uh, we, that neither one of us have read to
0: rapid fire. Yep.
1: And I will go ahead and do this because mine will be quick, quick, because um, Star Trek to Next Generation Terra Incognita number six. Uh, Amusingly enough, if you and I hate to do this because, you know, but if you remember what I said about this book to about two weeks ago when I mentioned it on the show, which I did not know I that apparently it wasn't out yet. Okay. Then hey, that still applies. This is basically the end of the the final issue of this book. It um some beats that hadn't really shown itself during the course of this miniseries um, come back into play, just in time to end the issue, to to, to end the book. But apparently, just like um, um, the the last couple of miniseries, it seemed like it's going to open up into another miniseries somewhere down the road. Probably next month. If uh, i but we'll see. Uh, let's see, S- Star Wars sixty. Um, so Luke, Leia, and crew are still on the planet of Huben. They um, they try to get the, well. Luke being restless, and Luke you know decides to go ahead and execute a plan to try to, to contact uh, Sana, who's off world. Uh, come to find out that. Uh, his message didn't get received, but the um, the people over the who who pretty much run that the the moon sent out a little message of their own, which brings in the the um, I want to call them the skull crew, the, the the kill crew, but that's not that's kind of but it called the scar squad, which we've seen in, in issues pad pass, which leads up to a duel between. The, the head of the, the Scar Squad and Luke, again, because they've met, you know, b- before, uh, which is all a part of a, an elaborate plan to get uh, the inhabitants of this planet off world. And unfortunately, um, also has uh, a sacrifice has been, been made uh, in order for this to happen. Uh, which we come to find out in the, during the course of this issue. Like, yeah. but it was an enjoyable read, and there's a couple of new character. Well, there's at least a new character that is still around, who I hope we see a little bit more of because she was kind of dope. Um, but there is that, and I am done. So you're up. All right. The oh wait, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got one more. I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, Teen Titans number um, <laughs> I totally forgot because I was reading this before we uh, before while we were setting up. Teen Titans twenty six. Uh, Teen Titans raid the Batcave, and that kind of goes how you would expect it would. Um, in that Damien kind of goes off back into the mansion and meets up with um, with Alfred, who you know they have a little tête-à-tête about you know recent events that apparently some of which is playing out in Red Hood's book, and that I'm not reading. Um, because uh Damien and, and Jason kinda have this thing going on which apparently has fallen apart for some reason. And then Batman shows up in, in the cave to take care of the rest of the crew, but we kinda find out that Batman is not the Batman. Just a failsafe device. Ah. But um yeah, the but the the interesting part about it is the, the, the conversation between Damien and um Damien and um Alfred and we also have come to find out that someone else finds out about Damien's um secret jail. But this person you know doesn't have a doesn't seem to have that much of a problem with it. Now I'm done. Okay.
0: Uh the only two books I've got left are starting with Justice League number 16. Uh this is the um this is the ending of the most recent storyline. Um, what you need to take away from this is that there have been some revelations about the Martian Manhunter and, um, his, uh, his past as one of the last green Martians and, um, Starman essentially, uh, is the deus ex machina in this story. And leads us into what I guess is going to be the next big Justice League storyline, which is what they're going to do about the now broken source wall and how they're going to repair it. So, you know, undoing um, uh, Dark Knights of Metal,
1: here we come. Which some of that I feel like had been trying to be, uh, they've been kind of trying to deal with in Titans. Okay. Uh, to a short, to to a degree, because I know that's, that's why they had them tasked for that. But, and I I think we found out that Titans or Teen Titans, one of those two books are, I think one, yeah. Uh, Titans is ending. Um, Mm -hmm. but so whether that plays out into that or not, we don't know. I was going to ask you, is that Martian Manhunter stuff have anything to do with what's going on in his book or no? Uh,
0: I'm not sure. I I don't think I've read the most recent issue of Martian Manhunter book, so I'm going to go back and read it. No problem. Sorry. Continue. No worries. And the last book I wanted to mention is one of the other big books this week, which is uh, Uncanny X-Men Annual Number 1. So, spoiler alert. If you hadn't read the last issue of Extinction, um, the the limited series that sent the original X-Men back to their time, we find out that uh, the one and only adult slim cyclops is back and um you know shout out to uh classic materia who must be uh, over the moon (laughs) now that cyclops is back and now we get the how he comes back in this issue ultimately it's a bit weird but at least it's all done in one freaking issue Mm. shots fired at return of wolverine (laughs)
1: Which, yeah, so, I saw Tim talking about this on Twitter. Um, and I think he even mentioned, like he was curious, as uh, how a team with uh, Cyclops and Wolverine is going to play out at this point because of, I guess, because of this issue or something. So I'm, I may end up actually reading this. And I did read the extension to the end. And I think we talked about, either we talked about it last week or we talked about it a uh, week before that or something like that. It was like the hows and the whys of Scott coming back. hmm kind of situation i'm like okay so i'm glad they they took somewhere and, and um dealt with that yeah
0: they took care of it in this issue so
1: okay yeah i'm gonna talk about to read that
0: all righty um so just very quickly actually no we're gonna talk about it in clicks right. of the week all the stuff that uh is coming up so here we come clicks of the week
1: Uh, you know, I would like to say that I put a lot of thought into this, but I didn't because obviously I wouldn't do well, that. Let's talk down. about
0: everybody else's. Yeah. So, we'll <laughs> stall. Alright. No, no, um, <laughs> so, for last week, uh, PCN underscore Dirt chose Detective Comics number 996. As I said earlier, this is the Batman book he wants to read. Uh, Tim Dog 98. Uh, his click of the week for last week is Venom. Number which ten, was,
1: which was a book we didn't talk about, but apparently he's still liking it. So
0: he loves that book, man. That's the book that he thinks needs
1: more readers. This is true. He did mention that last week. Uh, well, or at least in his notes. Um, so yeah, um, and for yourself and myself, for last week, I'm going to go with. I feel like we might invaders get- number one. Yep. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> that works. So, and for this week, like
0: I said, I'm going to stall and read off everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Um, PCN underscore dirt's click of the week for this week was Damage number 13. And his notes on that book are it's uh, big, dumb fun. And he hopes that damage lives on in the Justice League.
1: Wait, is for, he in the Justice League? Oh, he's saying he wants to demonstrate. Exactly. exactly. Oh, he wants to okay. live on in the Justice League. Gotcha.
0: And for Tim Dog 98 his click of the week is Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Not a bad pick. No, it was a good issue. I liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Avengers number 13 for this week. <laughs> I'm... I'm... I really had a lot of fun reading. I'm game. I kinda with you on
1: that one as well, but it, I, it's like it's between. A, I almost chose Immortal Hulk number twelve. I, that's that's the, what I'm. That's what I'm saying. That is. That is I'm like yeah, between that and Immortal Hulk. It's a. It was a. It's an interesting pick. Um, hmm.
0: I don't, it, listen. You're you're not wrong in picking any of those books because. You know, and for all and for for different reasons, because Avengers number 13 was just a fun read. Yeah. You know, like I said, it was it was grounded in the the mythology of the Iron Fist. And it was just a lot of fun. You know, it, it seemed like uh, Aaron was having a lot of fun telling it. The Immortal Hulk issue was just, you know, you're just sitting there reading like, oh, my goodness, what am I reading? So, mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, what, I'll do that. And I'll say, you know, uh, a, a secondary shout out to Avengers 13. Because, yeah, there was- you go. And it doesn't matter what, what yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter what your click of the week is, in that exactly., case. Um, so with that, we go into we're going to go into the news section. But first, an ad read. Our first ad
0: read of the night is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rose to Cabernet to Toronto. Wink has over one hundred styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, And to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink Wines through CSPN. Do it today.
1: So you weren't here a couple of weeks ago. Um, I add that uh, shout out to Classic Materia who sent me a, a box of wine. And I totally forgot to get to try and see if I can get an orange wine. I wish I had uh, thought about that then. But they, yeah, it was. I won't go back through that. But it was an interesting process. So let's get into the cinematic news. We get into the news. We're going to try to breeze through us a lot of this because there's a lot of news from the last couple of weeks. Starting with um, James Wan Blast Academy for dropping Aquaman for Oscars VFX shortlist. Which, yeah, I don't know why that why that would do that. Like it was the Oscars, if I'm not mistaken, weren't until like January. So technically, December movie still could could have could have. Especially when his when when Aquaman came out, so that should have that could have been in the running. Uh, he basically says, um, uh, "Let's see when versus, versus criticism starts to um from video visual effects basically he had words for I me mean, he's like you and the department are, or department are the unsung heroes of this film which is true uh, the, the fact that your v- VFX peers in the academy aren't recognizing or appreciating what we you've contributed to the film and Simra is an, an effing disgrace so yeah and then it goes into what other what other um, movies actually did make the cut for the shortlist so
0: there's that. Next. Okay. Uh, our next story
1: is uh,
0: Aquaman has officially passed $1 billion at Worldwide Box Office.
1: There we go. Yep. Which, you know, it had been, you know, and I think, yeah, when this had come by, I think we had just finished um recording maybe when that happened. So, congrats. Um, I
0: still haven't contributed yet.
1: Hmm. I'm sure by this time, it's going to be on um, um, DVD, which, you know, hey, it is. What is Um Okay, that's weird. Anywho, um, and that reminds me of something else from Guardians of the Galaxy that I just brought up. Anyway, uh, rumor, DC's New Gods film will focus on Mr. Miracle and Big Barter. So we've had this rumor in the past um, with Ava DuVernay being attached to it, and apparently there may be more um, fire for the for, for to to be stoked from this one. Uh, it's said to be in early. De- still a rumor, but it's said to be in early development. Uh, even months later after that first rumor, so we'll sure. see if this actually shakes yeah. out. Because because I think we were even joking. Because I think there's like two new gods movies that that supposedly were in the running, but we were joking a while ago. Now that I think about it to say tim was on the show or as far back you know whether which one is going to actually make it out so that's not should, sure yeah so that should tell you how long ago this room's been floated all right anyway next So
0: on the dc universe app show young justice outsiders they debuted two major batman family members spoiler alert here for the people who don't uh subscribe hmm
1: Um. Uh, does the story have it? Um, Red Hood and which I think we had been. It was Red Hood and Damien I believe. Okay. All right. I think that sure. That sounds right. I know. Oh wait, no, it's not. It's not Damian. It's uh. What? It doesn't matter. But definitely Red Hood is one of them. So, keep it pushing. Uh, Deadly Class, Lana Condor, kept accidentally hurting people on set and uh, more bloody details with the cast. So, Deadly Class just started on Siffy Sci-Fi recently. And I believe the first episode uh, up until recently, it may still be out there on YouTube if you want to go check that out. Um, And I hear mixed reviews on it some mm-hmm. of it muscle a lot of it actually is pretty good but i haven't watched it for myself so all know. right
0: so i didn't realize that this is the same actress who played jubilee in the movies that i never watched which is the next uh, story
1: <laughs> so
0: um i gotta say that uh, lana condor has got a pretty cool name
1: yes indeed um which going into the next story so Lana Condor explains why Jubilee won't be in the X-Men movie Dark Phoenix. Right, because she was doing um, her, the other thing she was noted is recently noted for, To All the Boys I've Loved, which is Netflix film. Right. Um, and there was a scheduling conflict, which is probably just as well, because from what I remember hearing about the, the, the ones that she was in, she didn't even have any lines. So they just criminally under even used it underused her. and you know if you see by the picture, she's a pretty dead ringer for Jubilee in the, in the you know, and in, mm-hmm. in, in that look. So it's kind of a sad thing. So it's it is what it is, I guess. We're um, right along. All right. she's doing work. She's getting work. So that's, that's all that matters. Um, X Force, Gambit, and Doctor Doom films may be dead.
0: According to Wait a, a second.
1: Yes, a, according to uh, a rumor from a rumor site, but sure. Actually, you know what? And there was another. Um, I didn't put it in the lineup, but there was another article out there saying that Channing Tatum might be directing, might be trying to, to direct Gambit. Mm-hmm. So that one may still be up in the up in the air. But I, again, I didn't pull that. Gotcha. So, we read it all. All
0: righty. I was like, whoa. Um, next up, Marvel's new vision and Scarlet Witch television show finds a writer.
1: Ooh. Yes. The writer is Jack Schaefer. Who apparently is also writing the upcoming Black Widow movie. And
0: one of the writers of the Captain Marvel movie.
1: Oh, okay. Nice. Sweet. Um... Yeah, that's a good, good, good for her. Um, Marvel Studios grants wish of where well, I should have moved the thing, but whatever. Um, Marvel Studios grants wish of terminally ill fantasy Avengers in game and possibly Captain Marvel early. So that's a, that's a, a, a nice treat of that. The them. Yeah. They've, I think, um, they may have done that for for um Infinity War, and I want to say DC may have done it for Justice League. So that that is cool that they do that. Um but that being that uh next up uh Captain Marvel's pet goose
0: this is definitely spoiler alert! Spoiler alert, damn it! <laughs> For those of you who have who have not read, uh, I believe it was in Kelly Sue's comics. the comics, run, uh, Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Marvel um, book that introduced this character, uh, the cat, the pet who was named Chewy. Mm-hmm. In this, in the movie, is named Goose. Um, is I'm not going to say what is in the headline. I'm just going to say that Goose is not what he seems. That's Goose with
1: two O's. Um, whatever. Talk. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> He's a flurking cat. Just go ahead and say it. Um, talk, talk to me, Goose. <laughs> so yeah, so I find that interesting because because when we when we saw the the trailer, the first trailer, and we saw the cat, it was like we no one was really sure if that was going to be the case or not. And now, apparently, uh, according to uh, Lashana Lynch, aka uh, Maria uh, uh, Rambo, mm-hmm. who, who she's playing in the Captain Marvel movie, that's that may be the case that goose is not strictly cat. Now, it's still kind of curious as to why they didn't use Chewy, especially with the, the synergy, you know. But confusion. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But again, goose with. But
0: I like goose, right? Not, but
1: exactly because of the '90s yeah. setting. Um yeah,
0: I get it, but it was, like, yeah. oh,
1: it was weird.
0: So I just, have to, I just have to add though that we are now, we have now hit the point in time. Prior to the release of this movie, that I'm not watching any more commercials or trailers. Agreed.
1: Yeah, I, I was talking to somebody last week about this and an Infinity War. Uh, I mean, in um, game, I was like, oh, just bring, just give me the movie already. Yeah, I
0: don't need like, to anything else.
1: If it, if if I happen to catch,
0: because I'm going to <clears> presume <throat> that Marvel is going to have a commercial for Captain Marvel and a commercial for oh, Infinity War. Yeah. There's at least going to be some TV spots. Yes. Okay, it's going to happen during the Super Bowl, which means we're we, we're going to have commercials in the next two weeks. You are totally right. And, and um, that's probably going to be it for me. I may not even watch the Captain Marvel one to avoid anything else. My hope is that they don't spoil too much more, but they're going to put something out that's going to be related to Endgame, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> you're right, because that would be the time to do it. Um Going back to Black Widow, Marvel's Black Widow movie finally has a director and it is Laura's Kate Shortland. They're going to start shooting soon. like I Within a so. month or two. Mm-hmm. That
0: is correct. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: And I think there was another story saying that I think DC might be might be beating them out by having two uh, female-led um, or something. I can't remember what it was, but it doesn't matter at this point right
0: so, so the next story is a non-story you know what's a non-story to anyone who was reading comics when the ultimates was coming
1: and I, I agree with you but i put it in here because there are some yeah i know because yeah. <laughs> i because I, I was going back and forth as to whether i was going to put this in here or not because yeah all of us who knew about this already knew about this and this is a story that has come up a few uh, probably a couple of different times in the past 10 years but um, Samuel L. Jackson was on Jimmy Fallon and he recounted the story of um, how he ended up becoming Nick Fury because Nick Fury is based off him, as as, as far as the Ultimate's version of If You Did Not Know That. Right. So, and it's, it's amusing the way he, to hear him tell the story. So, it is worth it just for that. You got it. All right. Technically, the next story is yours uh first Spider man far from home trailer gives jake gyllenhaal's mysterio a grand actually you know what? i'm gonna take this next one too because i'm pretty sure uh yep uh it is related so that is that and also mysterio's spider-man far from home role mirrors his comic book debut that being um mysterio played by jake gyllenhaal who in th- you've seen the teaser correct? Yes, yes. yes. Who is, which has been out a couple of weeks at this point. Um, didn't disappoint. You know, we, we're we getting some shades of that. Apparently, there's a few different Easter eggs, including the fact that Mysterio's, you know, origin in the comics they are mirror, mirroring here. The suit looks good, that's all I'm going to say, but he still looks like, like I said on Twitter, he looks like he's going to the amphitheater. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, with all the stuff across his chest. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So he's got, yeah, that part is a little bit much, but so long, so long as he has the fishbowl helmet. And which he does, because they showed it in, um, you know, as you can see here. They almost all of it is forgiven for that. Right. Because the fact that they pulled this off, and we still have to see more of it, mm-hmm. but what you do see in the trailer sells you on the fact that he's wearing a fishbowl helmet. Holy cow.
1: Right. Because yeah, if you watch Caesar trailer, you can do, when he comes in, you can you know right at not after Because obviously he's wearing right,
0: he's plainly wearing the fishbowl helmet.
1: Right, because they got to give people their face time. I I don't understand that one, but I, you know it, it is what it is. So that is that. Uh, speaking from one Spider Man to another Spider Man, uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse swings past three hundred million at the box office. So, yay for that. <laughs> and i cannot wait till that goes on dvd um,
0: yeah no i think we're all we all are yeah. um so apparently there's some into the spider-verse fan art that re- that imagines a live action spider gwen
1: yes so some uh person named boss logic was i feel like is the name of her. oh yeah he's famous before. right He's yeah he's he's a well-known uh uh it's like edmg uh, or something
0: well, I was going to say he's at, at the very least a, a
1: well-known CGI, you know, CG artist. Yes. Yes. Because I know I've seen that name before. So he did a rendering or I guess he or they did a rendering of Haley Steinfeld, who voices uh, Spider-Gwen as the tick character. And you see it if you're watching the video, which sometimes you should watch the video because there's good stuff that shows up in here. Do it. Exactly. Um, from that, uh, speaking of spider Gwen. Marvel Rising: Spider Gwen recruited by Secret Warriors in first trailer for Chasing Ghost Special. Okay, Ghosts Special. So we knew about this um, this special coming a few months because when it got announced and yeah, and I still hadn't seen the other uh, Marvel Rising uh, joint, but apparently it's okay. It's fun. Yeah, I've heard I've heard good things. So now they're um, this one's focusing on um, Spider Gwen, aka. Skull Ghost Spider, Spider. yeah, Spider.
0: Yeah, it's going to take some time for us to to really refer to the character as Ghost Spider because, as tried and true uh, uh, comic book heads, mm. you just you know they even introduced the character's title as Spider Gwen, so it's going to be pretty hard to break that habit. Right,
1: I'm not ever going to. She's always going to be Spider Gwen. I don't care. <laughs> when 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 Miles gets his inevitable new um moniker, he's still going to be Spider Man. Miles Morales, whatever. I, well, I don't wow. know. They, they, they've toyed around whether they're going to change this, you know, give him a new title or not. We don't know. Regardless, um, the first special, which has been out for a while, it's called the formation of the Secret Warriors, which includes, you know, Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl, Quake, Mercury Chavez, Patriot Inferno. And this is in this new special, which is 22 minutes long, they attempt to re- recruit uh, Ghost Spider, aka Spider Gwen. And there's a, uh, a trailer if you haven't seen it already. Cool.
0: All right, next up, uh, in something that I really haven't watched in a while, Hmm. uh, Stan Lee gives a powerful speech on intolerance against intolerance uh, in the final animated cameo he makes during
1: uh, this past Sunday's episode. Oh, was it? Okay, I haven't watched any of... um,
0: uh, Right, no, but my point is, like, if this was last week's news, then it would be... Um, this past Sunday, it would have been this past Sunday's episode of Avengers Panthers, Black Panthers quest. Probably. So I think you can watch this on the Disney XD app. Yes. Now. So that's pretty cool. I'm going to, I'm going to actually try to pull that up when I get a chance to, you know, hopefully I get a chance over the weekend to watch this. So that, that should be uh pretty cool. And also, uh, Mark Hamill and Haley Atwell are making guest appearances on this show as well. Right. Same episode.
1: Yes. Which is dope, you know, the, um, which I don't know who Hamill's playing, but we can pretty much guess who Haley Hatfield's probably playing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, but moving right along, yeah, I think um, I think that might be dependent on whether you have the cable channel in question. But I'm not Oh, sure.
0: that might be. You, you, might, you might be correct.
1: I know that sometimes they'll put like free episodes on there, but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, and so don't quote me on that. So try it regardless and see if it works for you. If it doesn't, then.
0: Yeah. Or, or just
1: online. You might be able to see it online. That may also be true, yes. Um, next up, Michelle Yeoh is officially getting her Star Trek uh, show on CBS All Access. Yes, we have talked about this before, but it was in rumor form. It is now official um it will follow captain Giorgio's time as a member of star excuse me Starfleet section 31 division which uh, uh given the timeline that Giorgio was captain is the the part of is um during the time of discovery which is 10 years before the enterprise which means that section 31 has been around for a long time and i guess this is i'm going to assume maybe the formation of because i don't know i think they may have um I have to, I'm not caught up on Discovery, so I don't know if they, they may have actually mentioned it during the course of this, during the course All of right, the first mind, two seasons.
0: i say, do you mind taking the next one so I can take the next two after that? Sure. Um, Star Trek, you, are Star, you are the Star Trek guy.
1: This is, this is, well, um, Star Trek Discovery confirms Spock did multiple five-year missions on the Enterprise. Uh, apparently that is something that also came out during the course of uh, uh star trek discovery season one possibly going because season two just started at the time of this recording and i know there was some spock there was a spock focus uh, spock is now a park of the show not new anymore Just whoever this young, new, uh, new young person is um but it, yeah apparently during the course of this yeah during the the, the first episode of season two we found out that's Spock's been on the Enterprise longer than we see in TOS. Okay. And, uh, yeah, apparently in the episode, Spock mentions that he served with Pike for 11 years, which Pike is now a part of uh, Discovery. Uh, We should should also point that out. So And it says he serves with Pike for 11 years, 4 months, 5 days. That's a long time. So, there you go. Okay.
0: So, I'm taking the next two stories. (laughs) And they're... Obviously related. Yes. The first one is that John Wick, chapter three, Parabellum got a poster and a motion poster. Um, the posters reveal the car- the John Wick looking through the window of the door for the continental from the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, fans of the movie will, under- will know that the continental is the, uh, the in network, <laughs> It's kind of a Haven, <laughs> the in network, uh, hotel that all assassins use. Mm. um, uh, and then you know that there's some rules about using it. And uh, what we got last week was a trailer for John Wick 3. And you guys got to watch this because you're going to see some motorcycle, uh, if not ninja fights, at least uh, yep. sword fights. And new doggy friends um, involved, including um, uh, attack dogs or or tactical dogs um, commanded by none other than Halle Berry, Halle Berry.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer yet. Even even in pulling the story, and I need to go ahead and do something. Really? Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I'm not sure why I haven't yet. Because I know I do have it in my, in my 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 YouTube queue, and and I just had. This
0: is yet. one of those. This is one of those uh, movies that I'm probably going to stop watching trailers very soon as well, because I don't want to see any more action that's being spoiled. Right. I'm pretty much. I'm pretty happy with the uh, with what they're sh- with what they've shown us in this trailer, and I'm good. I'm waiting to, you know, I'm sold. You're preaching to the choir at this point.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, worth noting that there is a John Wick uh, comic book that is uh, out, and I'm pretty sure the last issue came out like a couple of weeks ago. And yep. it's interesting that the comic book kind of deals with uh, John Wick kind of early on um, in getting introduced to certain elements, such mm-hmm. as the Continental, now that I think about it. Right. And apparently, what we find out from Chapter Three, well, actually, it's a spoiler, not a spoiler, unless you hadn't seen chapter two, that kind of gets goes to a place. Right. Um oh wait, oh shoot, Mark Costcos is in this? Tega Mark DeCostos is in this? Hold so uh, I'm reading this article and it says uh, we got the chairman from Iron Chef America fixing John with an unnerving stare so Mark Dacascos is the is the chair the of Iron, the Iron Chef America chair but he's more popularly known as if you go back a little while as Manny from uh, Brotherhood of the Wolves and he was kicking ass he also did a stint uh, uh, on, on in season three of um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but if you haven't seen Brotherhood of the Wolves He kicks ass, and then unfortunately he doesn't. He's not there for long, but okay. That's where I know Mark DeCus goes from. Uh, Anyway, like I said, move right along. Oh, what happened? Oh, you got you got the Ghostbusters one. Yep, Ghostbusters three teaser trailer brings back the original Ecto one. So, there are some people that are uh, fans of this because they didn't like the other one, and they don't like women. But we don't. We don't we, that's me editorial.
0: Well, I mean, ultimately, isn't. what I was going to say, yeah, that's that's your editorial. But what I was going to say is, this is more sequel than reboot,
1: basically. And that's, from what it sounds different. like. They're, they're kind of gloss. It sounds like it might be kind of glossing over uh, the reboot. Uh, the reboot, yeah. which. Could possibly set up because you know there are those Ghostbuster books that that, uh, that IDW is putting out, and they they treat that as a separate universe, the, mm-hmm. the, the separate universes. And so I don't know if that's that's what they're doing with this or not, but yeah, it's an easy way to explain it. Yeah, if that's if that is what they're going for, or but yeah, it is what okay. it is.
0: Next, oh, so next up, the glass Direct, glasses director, M Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong Shyamalan. On why he turned down Marvel and DC. So, why did he turn it down? Uh... So, it's
1: basically he. I think he kind of thought that you know his style and what they've been doing with Marvel and DC movies would uh, conflict and probably wouldn't work. Um, that at least that is his reasoning. I, I, I'm like, you know, that if that is the case, that's good on him for for that cuz let's face it the Shyamalan movies have have been met with some criticism
0: well listen they've been they've been at best inconsistent
1: yes um his first three when he came out you know he had a thing going on and then that um was arguably first what probably three movies i guess i don't know four for some people cuz apparently some people like the village um I think unbreakable might have been his last personally good movie uh, which is the beginning of the trilogy apparently for for glass um, who knew I still hadn't seen split yet and I'm not sure if I, I want to
0: I right, like I can't pass judgment on split I haven't seen it as well and I think that it's probably necessary to watch before you get to glass
1: yeah yeah especially when it's supposed to be going into glass uh, from from all, all accounts and so I guess speaking of glass which just came out last week um so there's another article about here that's uh it did it made it did a number um last when it went but apparently it's not doesn't seem like it's going to make up its money in the long run. It it had a projection that sounded like it would, but if you, if you go by another article, then sounds like it may it may not it's it's not doing out great. So who knew? Gotcha. You know, so it's, uh, a, it's a Shambhala movie. Um, move right along.
0: Right, so we're going into the spillover, right? Yeah. Okay, so before we get to the spillover, I just wanted to mention, I, I clicked on the first clickbait. And for fans of the show who don't know, uh, you really should check out the links that uh, Roddy Cat posts uh, that go to our... Um, uh, spreadsheets for every week because the clickbait for the very first clickbait I really enjoyed looking at just now, uh-huh. which is um, oh yeah MCU meme that <laughs> that explains Dungeons and Dragons classes perfectly. So that's definitely worth taking a look at.
1: Yeah, that's that's a couple of good gems and 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 that in the clickbait this year and this to this, this in this week and I I can safely say that the show note will be in the, in the uh, description. I don't know how many, how long, or much longer I will do that. But hey, if it, if it works out, it's gonna work out. But check that out. Anyway, back to the news. All right, so, so I think you're up next, actually. Um, no, because I did the two glass ones.
0: Oh no! Oh, I see the glasses at the is the first one. My bad. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey Grammer is joining CW's Arrow. Yes. As uh, sideshow Bob. Nope. <laughs> yeah.
1: That would be funny. So apparently he's there so uh, for the what the 150th episode of Arrow there's going to be is uh, going to be a documentary um called the uh, the hood and the rise of vigilantism vigilantism starring of Queen and and Crew and apparently um Friedrich Crane is going to be uh, the the person doing the verse over for it well, baby, here the views are crawling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. <laughs> so anyway, because you, you gotta get your Kelsey Grammer jokes in where you can, you know. Exactly.
0: Next up, next up, Black Panther almost had a much different ending. I don't know if it was much different, but what apparently has come out is that uh, 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 one of the uh, a line or two from the from the uh, the final scene that Eric Killmonger shares with T'Challa was cut. And it had some depth to the exchange, but I think what they left in the movie was, you know, still, still told a pretty good story.
1: Right, and I feel like this is not. This may not have been the first time that this they've mentioned that the fact that it, was, it would have been different. Because I think they even said something about the the end credit sequence and what was the actual end were supposed to be switched, but they decided to go flip flop them. So. Yeah. But, uh, speaking of Black Panther, um, Black Panther nabbed seven Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, which I believe makes it the first, um, superhero movie, um, probably well, it's not the first starring people of color, but first superhero movie, definitely, um, uh, up for, for Best Picture.
0: Def- yeah, because, uh, that you know, everyone remembers The Dark Knight. Dark Knight got best supporting for uh, Heath Ledger, obviously. Right. But uh, it did not receive a nomination for Best Picture. Yeah, because superhero uh, movies never never ever get that nod. Right. So Black Panther <clears> is <throat> the first superhero movie to get a nod for a nomination. Um, also, your note uh, mentions and reminds us that uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse was nominated for Best
1: Animated Feature. So that's pretty cool, too. Mm hmm. So we shall see how that plays out when the Academy Awards um, um, comes comes out on the f- February 24th. I right. have not watched awards, any awards ceremonies in probably a couple of decades at this point. At least a good decade or two at this point. I may actually tune in. Who knows?
0: I think uh, the last time I sat down and watched mm-hmm. the Oscars probably because i was at a relative's house was uh do you remember when slumdog millionaire came out yes i think i watched those oscars and i think
1: it swept like i think it did pretty you know yep. if i remember yep. correctly so yep
0: yep so that's it's been a while
1: mm-hmm. yeah been a was while geez um so,
0: i mean i mean I've, you know you what it is and i hate to tell you know and obviously the academy hates to hear this and this is why they can't find a host is that no one watches these things all the way through. They kind of dip in, dip out. They check it on Twitter. They look it up, you know, to see who won, you know, of the movies they actually saw. Hmm. And if you anything,
1: know? yeah, and if anything, the Twitter way is, I know, the for the last few years, like, the Twitter is pretty, pretty much, like, if I happen to be on Twitter at the time, I'm just watching what, the, what people say about it and, like, and watch the, you know.
0: Get the results. Listening. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Especially if there's a movie that you're tracking. But other than that, you know, there's so many of these movies that no one's tracking. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, uh, you know, in any event, so you took the last one. So Mm -hmm. uh, the next story is the Kirby, the Jack Kirby family released the first Black Panther sketch to celebrate the Oscar nomination
1: and I feel like I've seen this sketch before but I don't know if it's ever been released before but yeah, if you're watching the video version you will see the tweet from one Jeremy Kirby which is uh, Jack Kirby's uh, grandson uh, with a note that says when my grandfather first put pencil to paper onto the Black Panther he had no idea uh, a simple sketch would change so many lives he wanted to make a small contribution to equality and give readers a hero who looked like them congratulations team for an amazing movie, first BP sketch and we see a version of the, uh, the the Black Panther right there so cool there it is um, so. and, this, and this obviously came along with the, 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 the or at least after the nominations for the Black Panther movie which is why that came about um, so next up Milan War World brings Reborn to Netflix with Sandra Bullock um, I feel like I remember us talking about that series. I don't know if that series is actually still going or not.
0: don't remember yeah
1: but um yeah i, I like I, I specifically remember like between like say dirt and Tim talking about it so it just shows you how long ago that that was but I guess everything's you know, and you know in the middle World world um, Netflix thing has been known for a while so you know we, we knew something was coming. So apparently, Sandra Bullock is going to produce through Vertical Entertainment, the same production company behind the two-part It uh, adaptation, and uh, looks like Chris McK- McKay of the Lego Batman movie, which that's a weird departure, um, is going to be doing the direction on this. Oh yeah, and he's I think supposedly trying still trying to get that Nightwing movie out off the ground, which is sure. Next up...
0: Here's your Uh, first look at Young Justice's slick
1: new cyborg design. Hey, I mean, sure. Hey, he's not on Doom Patrol. So, yeah. Apparently, um, Cyborg is going to be in Young Justice, and uh, if you're watching the video, you can see how he looks. uh, According to the tweet from Brandon uh, Vietti from, you know, would know because he's a part of the production staff on Young Justice I still haven't caught up yet because I was doing a rewatch okay um, so which you know there's been some new guys uh, there's been some ties to new gods slash uh, stuff uh, in Young Justice if you hadn't you know in the first couple of seasons so like, not a stretch that this was probably going to happen at some point Um, next up Excuse me. So the DC superheroes series Titans is looking for a deaf and hard of hearing, is looking, is seeking deaf and hard of hearing actors fluent in ASL, that's American Sign Language, for a series regular role. So by that denotation, I think you can, if you know anything about Titans lore, you know what that means. Yep. So uh they're looking for said the roles counts for on the Facebook page, uh male twenty-one to twenty-four, mixed Latinx or mixed Asian. Um, as a young boy, Max was a kind hearted soul who never make sure, measured up to the expressions of the dominant. We know it's Jericho, folks. I was about to
0: say, there is a Jericho out there. Y2J Wait
1: <laughs> Oh jeez, I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? Then I just remember, it. yeah. <laughs> like, oh god. So if you are, oh, come on. yeah, um, yeah. So if you know someone who could possibly fit the bill, um, the the Facebook page is out there, and you can see it in the show notes. So, which my God, I'm assuming since they're doing this, and it's, it's and if that is indeed Jericho, which means Deathstroke is probably gonna come at some point. Yeah. Because um, I can't imagine them doing one not the other. Either way, moving right along. So Supergirl,
0: the TV show Supergirl, uh, the first look at... Ducky. None other, none <laughs> other than John Cryer as Lex Luthor. The last person you would think would ever, and I'm quoting Jericho here, ever
1: <laughs> would um. ever look threatening, menacing, or devious. Especially off of his run from two and a half men. Right. But, yeah, so here's Ducky playing Lex, which I think is already, if I'm not mistaken, may have already started. Um... Probably. Yeah. I don't know when he was, when, when, it, when it happened, but, uh, oh yeah, here we go. No, it hasn't happened yet. So we'll do you Sunday, March 17th in a role called old oh, brother. Where art thou? I am a man. Okay. We're not going to do that. Um, so yeah, good. Hey, Ducky's getting work. Good. Um, Shazam films Funko pop figures spoil a major plot point. And that point, yeah, spoiler alert, being that, um, it doesn't seem like he's going to be the, um, Billy Batson's not going to be the other Shazam. I mean, the only Shazam, because apparently the other members of the Marvel family is going to, um, be in here also. Yeah, that's a big spoiler. Yeah. That's a big spoiler. Possibly in their Shazam forums, maybe? That's what it sounds like. Um... It says earlier this month, a children's book sparked rumors that we might see the Shazam family in the film. Which, by the way, Shazam number two came out this weekend. I totally forgot to read it. Yes, it did come out, and which I I feel like that part is I'm not necessarily holding back that book, but it's it's a lot because they're all in that book, and it's like wow, that's a lot all at one time, right? So, but it is what it is. Next, time. Right, our last our last story in the cinematic uh,
0: news <laughs> section: DC's Shazam fights evil and buys beer in a somewhat hilarious
1: new trailer. Yeah, I mean, people throw out "hilarious" like it's water. I don't know why, but anyway, I mean, don't get me wrong. And the beer part, like we've seen it in trailers in the past, and this is a new teaser trailer that may or may not have have been watched yet. It May or may not have some new footage in it. I don't know. Uh, still looking kind of decent. Uh, there was also another article about the fact that Zachary Levi, who's playing the title character, was glad that uh, they killed him off in Thor movies, which I totally forgot he was in playing Fandral. He wasn't the first Fandral, that's why. Right. Um. But he was the last one. He was the one who actually got killed. Right. Um. Um. Wait, was the first one Terry always, or am I tripping? Or maybe I'm thinking. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um. So, yeah, so, it, it was because of that, he ended up getting, was able to take the part of Shazam. Chuck, folks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving right along to the comic book news. Comic book news, we transition. Buffy comic reboot promises a mind-blowing mouth revelation. Who, what, where? Uh, Buffy, which is uh, the Buffy comic book, which just came out this week. Do we have to go back to the first sheet? Yes.
0: All right. <laughs> you faked me out here. I was like, "What is he reading?"
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh, and, and actually, I think I'll go ahead and take this next one also because it is related. Uh, in ahead. that Buffy the Vampire Slayer sells out before it even goes on sale, which was from last week, and it just. Uh, well, excuse me, it, it went on sale this week, but apparently, as of last week, it's sold out before it even came out. So, this is uh, the Jordi Bella written book with Dan uh, Mora doing the art. And, um... whoever that is doing the coloring, I guess. Uh, and, and of course, Josh Weeding is, is doing some creative work. I mean, you know, giving some creative... Uh, um, notes behind the scenes. So cool, cool. yeah. Next, all right.
0: Uh, next up, the supernatural law creator uh, Batten Lash. Sure, has passed away. So sadly enough, Batten Lash, the award-winning writer and artist of the long-running comic book series Supernatural Law, originally titled Wolf and Bird: Counselors of the Macabre, has passed away at the age of sixty-five. He'd been dealing with uh, brain cancer for the last few years of his life.
1: Not cool. Yeah, and apparently he ran, uh, uh, he and his late wife, excuse me, not late wife, he and his uh, editor slash wife ran Exhibit A Press, one of the longest running small press comic book companies around, uh, which formed in 1944 to publish said book, uh, Supernatural Law. I've never heard of this book before, so. It's a strip, I guess. I guess so. so sad All news. right. And speaking of other sad news, Ron Smith, long time Judge Dread artist also passes away um at the age of ninety four. So again, like I said, he was the long running um uh artist on Judge Dread, the two thousand AD well stuff. So, we got yes, you know. Judge Dread.
0: So Already uh, next up, uh, Thanos. The limited series is going to explore a, a new limited series. That is going to explore his early relationship
1: with Gamora. I guess why is that necessary? I don't know, but hey, that's a thing. Um, also, reading no- that stuff before
0: you know, before whatchamacallit you uh, call it, Endgame comes out. I guess.
1: Sure, and I guess the fact, well, also the fact that she was the one who, spoiler alert, killed him in Infinity Wars, apparently. Right, I guess you can kind of get something out of that too. Um, but yeah, definitely, that's it just seems like an in-game tie. Uh, also uh, worth noting, which I believe I've said earlier in the in the show, um, April uh, solicitations have come out, so some of that stuff is coming from there, including some very nice news. Um, next up, True Believers comic book reprints uh, to set the stage for Avengers in-game. Speaking of. So, yeah, they're reprinting, uh, it looks like Infinity Gauntlet, Warlock, and Infinity Watch, and a few other books to, you know, come to around the time of in uh, game. All right.
0: So just to backtrack, circle back to uh, a question of yours it was not Carrie Elwes, but Josh Dallas, who played uh, Fandral in the first Thor movie, and uh, Zachary Levi played Fandral in Dark World and Ragnarok.
1: Thanks. Yeah, because I knew the first guy just looked like Carrie. Oh, well, it looked like a, a carrier always from um, Princess Bride. That's why I, you know, which I knew it wasn't him, but. Uh, right. Yeah. So, cool. Next up.
0: Was it the Marvel Tales? Yeah. Marvel Tales, Fantastic Four, number one, was missing a page. So, it's going to be
1: reprinted. And I believe that came out already might have said that came out at the beginning of the month. I can't remember. I think it did. Uh, I think so. And did Mr. Page. page. I'm not sure if we talked about it or not. I don't think about it. But, uh, I don't think it came up. Yeah. So, um, free Captain Marvel samplers coming to comic book stores. So, Marvel will be send- Marvel Comics will be sending out free bundles of a Captain Marvel sampler to direct retailers ahead of the March 2019 movie release um scheduled to hit stores february 6th the captain marvel starts here start here sampler will include episodes from life of captain marvel marvel rising and captain marvel i'm going to assume that's the kill who didn't kind of ruin since the movie is being based off of it i mean that sounds logical and then life of Captain marvel i remember you talking a, a good bit about right so, let's see. Uh, duh, 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 duh. It will be selling in $25. Oh, the retailer costs $5, but they'll be free for people going into the stores. It'll be right. interesting to see if in retailers take this up. I don't know. Mhm. We can kind of skip the next story. Yeah, we kind of talked about that. Uh, Natasha drops in on New Year's Eve. Uh, we didn't actually get into it into it, but yeah, that's basically talking about Widow number one. So, phew.
0: So uh the next story is uh, the X-Men and the Punisher titles are going to be drafted for Marvel's War of the Realms. I think these are going to be
1: uh limited series or are they crossover issues.
0: Um a tie-in limited series.
1: Yes. Cuz apparently there's a lot of tie-ins and a lot of uh, from what I especially if, if you look at the solicits for uh, April oh my god it's like every book in the in the line is going to have a tie-in issue yeah, well, it's, it, it's it's it's
0: Anytime there's a war in the Marvel Universe, everybody's involved. But that's not true, though.
1: <laughs> I there mean, what was a lot of war that not everybody was involved Civil with? Civil War? Because the X Men wasn't involved. Uh, I think one I mean, I there was an internal war. Well, there's that. Yeah. And that's And there you go. And there's another thing. Because they, they were having their own thing, and, and no one else was around. Um,. I'm, we can go on about that, but if, you know. So, but now there's precedent for not everybody showing up. But apparently, this one's going to be line wide. It looks like because even Squirrel Girl, who's never been in a bigger event, it's got a tie-in issue, right? So, weird. Uh, next up, Marvel gives the Punisher a new, extremely personal skull symbol, which was from Punisher Six from last week, I believe it was. So, yeah, he he his his skin matches his suit now. Let's just say that, yeah. You know, and if
0: you thanks to uh, Baron Zemo,
1: yes, exactly. So, which this is not Cosmic Ghost Rider, or if we should point out this is the the, the ye old fashioned Punisher. <laughs> didn't have to make that distinction, but I still find that kind of funny. Um. So next up, the next issue, the
0: next story is uh, in Web of Venom. The Cult of Carnage, quote unquote, God is coming.
1: So uh Jeez.
0: yeah that's that.
1: Yeah and uh, Tim will be happy I guess. I don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Frank Thierry's writing which I believe uh Tim was a fan of at one point, and probably still is. I was
0: to say didn't Thierry write that Carnage uh series that came out um a couple years back?
1: Probably I don't even know. Um it says, it says Black Knight here but I guess that might have been the past. I don't even remember him doing that.
0: Regardless, I, remember, I remember the Black Knight because I was out of Weird World.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Well, good for those Carnage Slice fandom fans, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of them. Speaking of symbiotes, uh, Marvel Symbiotes of Spider-Man series returns to the Alien Costume Saga. So, Marvel announced that a new series starring Spider-Man that will revisit one of the wall crawlers most iconic uh, arcs the Alien Costume Saga. That... The series titled Symbiote Spider-Man by Peter David will explore the weeks when Spider-Man was wearing his black costume because, you know, we haven't gotten enough of that. Uh before he discovered it was an alien symbiote that would go on to become a super turned anti-hero venom.
0: Right. And um I'm not reading this because uh Greg Land is doing the art.
1: Yes, I was I was going to mention that. Your your favorite art you're in Dirt's favorite artist. Mm-hmm. Which I'm still curious is what you think about David Nakayama, but that's a whole nother story for another time. Um, Marvel team up returned in 2019 with a new hero. Now, last week, um, I believe last week being the, the one we talked about the New year's, the, the New Year's predictions or the last year's prediction. I may have mentioned, or I may think I mentioned this. No, I did mention it last week. The fact that they were not, uh, that they didn't keep up with Marvel. No, I'm sorry, that was Marvel two and one, right? That I was talking about, not Team Up. But th- because, and we've I've talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago the fact that they're bringing back a whole bunch of old titles. So Marvel Team Up is coming back with the first arc and um, written by one Eve Ewing of Ironheart fame. So yay for her and artist Joey Vasquez. And the Team Up is going to be between one. Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and one Spider-Man, Peter Parker, not Miles, which that I would have enjoyed seeing Miles and um, you know, Miles and um,
0: three champions for that. I think that's that's
1: well, right. true, but I mean they're also in a in a team settings, and apparently just doing something to them in that book. So that, I'm, I'm just saying, a team of
0: Yeah, I was about to say. I think. I think that's why one and two. Uh, um, I guess it'd be it'd be. Uh, uh, we'd be remiss to uh, to to, uh, to not mention that uh, uh, the Marvel Team Up uh, book was traditionally um, Spider-Man and X, uh, whereas of uh, two and one was always Thing and X. Right,
1: and this doesn't seem to. And this is going back to the classic sense of Peter and X. I'm assuming, unless, well, unless Miss Marvel is actually going to be. I don't know. So the the first arc is going to be three story, three three issues teaming up between I said, Miss Marvel and and Peter. Um, um we're not sure what's going to go on past that. Although if I if I probably read the solicitations, I probably could have doled out some of that. So um, it's no telling whether Miss Marvel is going to be the focus of team up this time. Is this the what sounds like it's alluding to? Or is it is indeed going to be Peter and X? So well, we'll see. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll see. Well, but we're still right? We're still, we're, we're still at least another month of solicitations away from finding out what's going to happen in the next issue. So, or in the first
1: issue, yes, correct. So, yeah, that's the thing. Um, there you go.
0: Next up, uh, Marvel was 2018's top publisher, but DC had the
1: best-selling comic. Uh, we talked
0: about this last week in the year-end review,
1: a little bit, yeah, to to a point, yeah, and yeah, we, which is I alluded to this story then because I already had known this was a was a thing. So we, you know, regardless of what was said um, last week, yeah, some of that still plays out. EUA's open-world Star Wars game has been canceled. What? Oh, um, others are still in in development. So this is the second EA based Star Wars game that has been canceled. I don't know what in the world they're doing over there. The first one was Star Wars 1313, which was supposed to be something. And then there's this one, which we still did not know much about what this was going to be, except for that Visual Games was going to be, um, producing this, um, Uh, alongside Amy Hennig of uh, Uncharted fame, so there was high hopes, or there was some hopes for this being pretty decent. Uh, But apparently, we're not going to see it anymore. So... Great. Thanks, EA.
0: (laughs) right. next up, Spider-Man 2099's Rick Leonardi is joining DC's Batman Beyond. So, artists Rick Leonardi and Wade Von Grawbadger are taking over DC's Batman Beyond title. Um, they're joining series writer Dan Jurgens with April's number thirty-one.
1: Yay! I guess and all right. I didn't know the books were still going on. Um, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez Watchman tweet spawns new political memes. So apparently, um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez um, quoted the Watchman.
0: Yeah, specifically and, Rorschach.
1: Yes. And uh, she sent the internet into a short tizzy. She's, she, you know, she is a, a. I'm trying to be careful. Words. I don't want to say media darling, but you know.
0: No, I was about to say. let You know, we'll 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 keep it to the fact that she's got a lot of exposure, and I like the fact that she came up with. Listen, she comes up with these things, and obviously she's got a team. But it's kind of cool that they came up with this one real quick.
1: Yeah, and I feel like some of this because from all accounts of her, she's pretty savvy in a few different areas. So it's not unlike on, on the fact that she could be a geek and possibly, you know, you know. Yeah, we don't know. So, and uh, she's also been on Twitch fairly recently. Um, I can't remember what the reason was behind beside beside that. So, but like I said, you know, it's quite possible she is quite the geek. That's that pretty cool did. that
0: they came up with
1: that quick, though. Right. So. You know.
0: Alright. So, next up um, uh, I was going to say next up is a pretty is something that you oh, were, yeah, before we, before
1: we when I brought it up. Yes, we we yeah, we didn't wasn't sure if that was gonna be brought up, but since you already brought up, we don't really go need to go too far into it in that Keodai Ken was uh introduced in Disegle nine nine six. So which who's a character from Batman the Animated Series who tormented Batman on a couple of episodes, a couple of good episodes actually. Yeah. Um, if you haven't had a chance to watch those. Oh. Um, yeah. Go go check them out there. Um, next.
0: Funko's DC Primal Age toy line adds figures and Target exclusive comic. Enough with exclusives. But, um... Bum, bum, bum. The Primal Age is just getting started for Batman, Superman, and the rest of DC comics. So, yeah, this is just a new toy line uh, from Funko with... Uh, uh, barbaric versions of DC Comics most iconic heroes and villains.
1: Right, which the book that said book you to talk about just came out this week, if I'm not mistaken, because I know we have it in our thing, and it's at Target. Not unlike the Walmart um, uh, okay. 100, 100 page giant books. It's a, a similar thing, but this one's just exclusive to Target, which there's some news about that coming up later. But until then, uh, comics legend George Perez announces retirement uh so, that sucks. Legendary artist, yes. George Perez. Well, I mean, you know it was gonna happen at some point. Of Teen oh. Titans and Wonder Woman fame is, is what retired.
0: sucks, yeah. Oh, go ahead, finish up.
1: No, no I'm, no, I'm okay. done.
0: Oh, okay. Um what sucks is that you know it's health related. Mm-hmm. And what has come out is that this year's conventions that he's making appearances at is essentially going to be his last year of touring. Yes. So if you see a con near you that he's supposed to be appearing at, you should try to go.
1: Probably won't uh, be that many.
0: There's a, there's a number of mm-hmm. cons there, so you can have a number of opportunities, but it all depends on your location geographically. The closest one to me is East Coast Comic-Con in Jersey. And um, I guess I'm gonna uh, drive my way out there i've I've been there before it's actually a nice you know mid-sized con, so that's not the worst uh, you know it's not the worst location in the world for me to get to so um, you know it should be worthwhile to to make it out there but uh, for any fans like myself of George Perez, you should definitely endeavor to get out there. I've got a, no- a good number of books signed by him, but I'm going to go through the stacks. And see if there's anything else that I really need to get from him. Hmm. Uh, be advised that he's not doing sketches anymore, other than pre-ordered stuff that is going to cost a bit, and you have to get in there first come first serve before he, uh, you know, before the show. Hmm. So, um, you know, he's not going to be doing anything at the show. He'll be doing pictures. You know, he'll be taking like, <coughs> excuse me, he'll probably be taking pictures, you know, or selfies and and autographs, but nothing. Uh,
1: nothing he won't be drawing anything. Wow, hundred dollars a piece. Wow, that's so I many. Hey, you know,
0: that's nothing. That's cheap. You
1: know, I mean, uh, yeah, I was about to say, given some of the prices that I've seen at, at, at you know the the couple of cons that I've gone through, and hey, it's Perez art, and it's definitely going for a good cause, especially with
0: all I've got those, right, all I've friends. got a couple of sketches from Perez, and I've got a Captain America sketch that was only twenty bucks, hmm. and it's pretty good. So, um, I'm I'm fortunate to have gotten it.
1: Nice. Um, We're we'll right along. Uh, I guess some good news for um one Scott Snyder. I'll take, I'll take this one. I should go ahead.
0: Justice League writer Scott Snyder and his wife are expecting another child on free it's expected on free comic book day.
1: Right. Whether that ends up happening, well, we don't know. But congrats right. well, to
0: wow, free comic book day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah, hopefully, you know, that happens um happily and healthily. Um, let's see, next up, speaking of Free Comic Book Day, Shah, uh known for his manga, has a comics all-ages sampler that it's going to put out on, on Free Comic Books Day, and it's going to include uh, stuff like Card Capital Sakura, Sakura uh, and the US premiere of Witch Hat Atelier by uh, renowned Marvel and DC variant cover artist uh, Kamome Kum- Shirahama, and um... Some other things, so cool. Okay. Uh, you want me to take this, or you got it?
0: No, I'll take it. Hold
1: on, I'm just scrolling.
0: Colleen Duran adapts Neil Gaiman's *Snow, Glass, and Apples*. So, uh, this is uh, Gaiman's retelling of the Snow White fairy tale, and
1: Duran is going to adapt it to comics. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe it's going to be in graphic uh, graphic graphic novel form, if I'm not mistaken okay yeah um next up oh up why you do that um big trouble in little china game gets expansion the legacy of low pan <clears throat> so I feel like we may or may not have talked about this the fact that there was a big trouble in little china board game, but guess what if you didn't know, already know there is one and now it has an expansion uh priced at thirty nine ninety five um and fans of the Core Big Trouble in the Little China Game are invited to secure their copy with, guess what? None other than a free six di- Demon Dice Bag as your free order bonus. Outstanding, Egg. Um, the standard expansion is slated to be to released in March of this year, 2019. So, okay. Next.
0: The crew of Firefly Adventures expands to include uh, Book, Inara, River, and Simon.
1: Which so um, this is the board game. mm -hmm. Which they only had Mal, uh, Mal, Zoe, and Wash. Then and and um and um, got me. And um, shit, I forgot forgot the other dude's name. Shit, the uh, Adam Adam Baldwin character. Regardless, yeah. So yeah, there was a there's a Firefly board game, and it there's an expansion. So, there you go. Um, next up, DC's Titans, which I think I talked about this earlier or mentioned it earlier. DC's Titans canceled with April's issue thirty six. Um, Titans has been the team that's been. Uh, dealing with stuff um, coming out of the source wall basically they're like first responders for, for people getting powers to send out of others so apparently and as of last issue or issue four last no it was last issue uh, their mission has kind of changed because of uh, some stuff with the red and some things going on and they still got to wrap up the Raven little storyline so apparently this this uh, book is coming to an end So okay in April, there you go. That was a decent book. Uh, Time will come; has come. Right. Uh, next. next up, uh, Tom King responds to
0: a controversy involving a Superman, a Superman story uh, that features Lois Lane that was uh, in the
1: uh, 100-page giant book mm. distributed through Walmart. So not to dwell on this too too much, but um, it spoiler alert has to do with the, uh, some apparently uh, it's, it's irrelevant. A, yeah, relatively graphic sequences of Lois getting killed over and over again because of and uh, not for real, but in uh, it's Superman's imagination, basically. But nevertheless, they they go through it a, a few times with that, which. Sent some parents in an uproar because them thinking, and I guess I don't know want to say rightly frightfully so, but thinking I guess within some reason that hey, you're getting this from Walmart, which you know for whatever reason, thinking it's supposed to be kid friendly, which it's kind of not. Given that, Um, but this also these giants has things have never been specifically said that they were you know all ages or kid friendly or kid, right. kid
0: yeah yeah no i was gonna say all ages
1: yes there's just to, to put that yeah. there so that you being that, said you that, hit that right on the head because yeah. i don't recall this ever being the case right and i think this issue pretty much mentions that also so um that being said i'm kind of surprised that the the hubbub about it has not reached uh, other people or maybe it hasn't I'm just been out of the loop of that because it's like that in this case it's families thinking it was like why why are they showing this in this supposedly kid friendly or what they thought to be kid friendly book, you know, coming out of Walmart. Um when the other side of that is like, wow, why did was it really necessary to kill Lois all that many times, even if it was a dream sequence? And especially with the fact that DC in general has a history of killing off hmm. women you know, and and showing it in a couple of different times. You know, and there's that whole fridging thing that's been, you know, from years past. But that's all of the things I'm surprised the people who would be, you know, uproar in an uproar about that rightfully so. You know, hasn't come come about with that. But it is what it is, In which and I was. I think
0: it's a bit. I think it's a bit much over. Probably not too much. Um, that's but I haven't read it, so I can't say.
1: I mean, I can't, um, I can't either. But at the same time, but like, but like I said, going to what the people in this case, like I said, that 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 whole thing I just mentioned has, has not been brought up yet. So right. the, taking that out of the equation, it is about. It's
0: an imagination sequence.
1: I think that's probably what. Yeah, um, but still, the fact that you know, you can see parents being like a little bit, you know. It's like, well, this is supposed to be a kids' book. They're they're thinking this is a kids' book and it's in Walmart. So, regardless of whether it's a dream sequence or not, the fact that reminds me of the parents that brought their kids to the first South Park movie. Yeah, (laughs) or or any movies that's you know, yeah, they can be a little over the top or graphically intensive, I guess. So, and then being upset, you know, when it's (laughs) when it's actually something to it. So, I don't know. It 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 is what it is, but apparently from what we found out from I haven't checked. I uh, think Dirt said that it, it was this Stole was out it
0: sold out because someone came in and bought them
1: all. Now to be fair, I, I and I do know that I've seen people in the store lo- local to me, people just going through the racks and you know kind of looking for specific ones. And and I think like he said, some sometimes that the, the thing he said the particular store that he said that what normally kids still have was the one that was sold out. And I don't know, like I said, I haven't, I know there's a Walmart, I haven't really gone to check, but I would assume that's probably gone. And I haven't really been checking for them since the first couple. So Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. It is what it is, that's the thing, you know. Uh, Next up, speaking of uh, Tom King, DC offers a major clue for heroes in Crisis Killers' identity. Again, like I said.
0: Wait, they're going to do it in April?
1: Well, it is the eighth issue, so I mean, <laughs> and yeah, it was like, it's the next to the last book. So then that would be the time that they're gonna. Which I guess I don't know. I I don't I don't know what's going on in that thing. When and we talked about this last week, and you know, we don't know how this is gonna end up. So yeah, and apparently the um, actually going and I take the next one because it also deals with that particular issue. In that, uh, Heroes in Crisis Eight's cover teases Wally West's DCU future. So now, as we know, going into that series, while he's in a place, so I can only what's what, so, so basically this is the problem with, you know, the because, you know, if you want to actually get the story, you, you, you can't you don't want to read it. But at the same time, you see stuff like this, like what? Huh? Sure. What's going on? Um, but we don't know. It, it, it could mean something. It could be nothing. Because, like I said, Wally's in a place during the course of this event, and we don't know what's going on. So, next up,
0: uh, Deadpool' oh, man, creator's new comic, Major <laughs> X, is going to introduce a new X Men character. So, courtesy of Rob Liefeld,
1: mm-hmm. uh, he is. Creator of In- X Force and, uh, did, more importantly, Deadpool at this point,
0: and Cable
1: and Cable. excuse me, you Char- right.
0: A character named Major X, who surprisingly has no pouches.
1: Yeah, I know, right. Um. Yeah. No. Well, you know, even so, basically the nineties are here, but I guess he's re- restraint, and he's not as bulky. Mm-hmm. as uh as uh as a uh, cable and deadpool were when they first were first introduced so i guess that's he's he's showing some restraint so that the article from what i gleamed or from what i glanced over is slightly amusing because it's life being lifeville um and by the way including the fact that um one tweet from james Vascardi: uh what is your love life because he has interviewed uh interviewed um Liefeld for his uh podcast which you should go check out. I'm not necessarily check out the pod check out the podcast. I'm not I'm not saying necessarily this particular episode of it or whichever it was. But regardless, so there's a what's your Rob Liefeld name generator uh, that was put out on Twitter. So you put in the first letter of your first name and you the last letter of your last name and go through this guideline. You can find your 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 Rob Liefeld name. Mine happens to be. Um, is it blast blade, blast uh, blast blades? Yes, that is mine. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. And uh, yours would be. What is it? Knight half galvan. You know, I totally forgot. Um, Hold on, Rob Leefield. It's not so? Is not an article? So, I mean, if you're looking at it. Oh no! I gotta click
0: on the uh, which one call it um, the article
1: in second. Is everything me. I know, but mm. <laughs> sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That's yeah, fine. We're we're wrapping this up soon. <laughs> uh, next up,
0: uh, while we're waiting uh, with bated breath on yes. what my Rob
1: Leefield name would be, indeed.
0: Um, the uh, we were talking about friendly neighborhood Spider Man before, and mm-hmm. there's. Uh, a story that came, that was in at the uh, a backup story in the first issue that is probably going to come to the forefront very soon, yeah. and that's what uh, this story is about. It's a mild spoiler that I'm not going to spoil. Um, and May is going to reveal a shocking secret to Spider-Man in the pages of Friendly Neighborhood
1: Spider-Man. And as I said before, earlier when we talked about this, and last uh, couple, a couple weeks ago when I talked about, this, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not good at all. So, but yeah, so that's the thing. Um, Yeah. Um, Did you find your name or no? I'm just pulling it up now. So you can move
0: on. I'll let you know.
1: It's Flame, I believe. All right. Well,
0: go ahead. No, go go with the uh, No Road Home.
1: Marvel's No Road Home finale teases an Avengers death. Um, uh, Avengers No Road Home is the, apparently a spiritual successor to Avengers No Surrender, which was the uh, event from last, last year, which not a thing about it, I don't think we talked about year last, last week. Um, yeah, oh well. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the thing that is coming up in the coming months, and there's a uh, partnership with Conan, which we already talked about in season six. Pardon. Um, and, yeah, that's the thing that's going to happen, and apparently, Avenger might die? Ah, uh, this is when they finally kill Voyager. That's what I'm thinking. We knew you. Alas, poor Voyager. I mean, that's the logical conclusion because I can't imagine them... Although, I don't know. there's they, they they could get rid of... They probably could get rid of somebody. I don't know who, but... You know. And depending on what, what's going to be the makeup of the team also going into this. Um, if it's... We're gonna I'm on Night Flame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was Night Flame. All right. Yeah. Night Flame. Yes. So. Goodness gracious. there you go. Uh, that, that's uh eight <laughs> and seventies uh Rob Lightfoot name. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that is actually how he came across his character's names. Uh, it would shock me none the least. Um, I assume there's there's unless that interview that Viscardi did may may shine some light on that or that's just something that came across land. It is what it is. Uh, Star Trek Year 5 brings the Enterprise's mission to a close. So IDW has been doing these uh, bunch of Star Trek, Star Trek books and crossovers and this and the other so apparently um let's see star trek year five will feature a succession of creators including writers brandon easton uh jody hauser uh and jim mccann while co-writers colin kelly which and jackson lansing who i believe we had on the show Mm -hmm. will pin the first arc cool um so yeah so that five-year mission is, is i guess going to come to come to a close there you
0: go. Next. Next up, uh, Marvel is launching a Star Wars limited series based on a theme park. Get that.
1: Yeah. Circle, circle, so, circle of life.
0: Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is going to be a new 14 acre addition to Disneyland this summer and Walt Disney World in the fall. And it's going to inspire a new Marvel comic book tie in limited series debuting in April. And you know what the sound effect is for this?
1: TV. Well, wow, that too. yeah so yeah synergy folks um yeah speaking of well no it's not speaking of anything uh howard shakin seemingly distances himself from 1970 star wars work in post against nostalgia (sighs) so okay i have i'm amused by this because Okay, well, first let's get into it. Uh, so, Howard Shaken on uh, in a lengthy message on Facebook, uh, I guess this past Monday, um, saying that um, apparently he declined going to um, San Diego, uh, and I guess because I, his thinking is that they wanted him there, be possibly because of some work that he calls insipid, analytic junk. Uh, and this article is postulating that it's probably his nineteen seventies Marvel Star Wars book, which was the uh the the, the book that came out before the movie. Well started that started before the movie original movie came out, uh, that had absolutely nothing to do with you know, that he did like the first ten issues of, I guess. Actually I thought he did more than that. But regardless, he's it sounds like he's the first one. He had a lengthy post about that and nostalgia, including using some choice language. Um, in, in that, it, so I'm laughing at this because he basically says bump nostalgia, but yet all of the work that he has done specifically recently, including this week's War Is Hell number one, is rooted in the past, huh? Um, and if you check out his body of work, you can see that most of his work is like that. So the fact that he's saying bump nostalgia and his the stuff that he's written and or done and or done art for is kind of amusing for him to say that so you can go take that out if you want to i don't know mm-hmm. next up
0: uh weekly ghostbusters comics are coming for to celebrate uh ghostbusters 35th anniversary so the four one shots uh coming in
1: april mm-hmm so and I guess there's one for each dimension or something. Yeah, it looks like the one for each dimension, because now like, again, like I said earlier, the um, the, the answer the call, which is the female crossover, was, was one on one. They did done crossovers left and right with a whole bunch of this stuff. So yeah, um, that's the thing. Uh, Bedside Press signed exclusive distribution deal with Diamond. So congratulations to whoever that is. Uh, says, oh, Best Side Press is an innovative publishing company focused on graphic novels and prose books. Headed by publisher Hope Nicholson, the, the company is dedicated to promoting history and showcasing uplifting new voices through thoughtful storytelling. So, cool. cool. Next. and well, last. Yeah, sadly,
0: this was news that dropped just, you know, what, in the last day or two. Mm-hmm. Um DC is laying off 3% of its workforce to restructure the publishing division and to get back to, ah, oh, I didn't like this particular language. You have it here to over something like that to, to over serve or super serve. Uh,
1: cool. and something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Regardless. Yeah.
0: That's not cool because, you know, I think that the, you know, the, the, the key to
1: surviving and publishing is to bring in new fans, not super serving the old ones. Mm hmm. Which, if we go by a conversation last week, which I didn't, I didn't go in on like I should have, that kind of touches on some of that. Which was slightly sure. shorter.
0: We talked about, you know. I mean, this is going to be an, ongo- an down, ongoing, but thing.
1: yeah,
0: it's definitely an ongoing. It's an ongoing issue of how to best, um, you know, how to best do this. This is something that's going to go back and forth. Um, amongst the panel, amongst creators and fans alike. So, mm,
1: yeah. But uh, according to this article, the company has been organized into three dis- distinct areas as of Wednesday's news: editorial, which will be continued to be overseen by editor in Bob Harris; production and manufacturing, which remains under the pur- uh, purview of senior VP manufacturing. Uh, Allison Gill and the newly created Publishing Support Services will handle sales, marketing, and promotion for DC product and be handled by longtime DC veteran Hank uh, Canlis Ken, as Senior VP of Publishing Strategy and Support Services. Um, and yeah, there were some the unspeculated reports that uh, Dan Deo and Jim Lee could be among the ones leaving the company, but the according to this, doesn't seem to be the case. So. <laughs> and that, folks, is the news. And also brings us to the end of the show, but first we have an ad. Our last ad read of the night is for Funko. Funko fun at First
0: sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles, apparel, and brand merchandise. Now, for the listeners of the Combo Chronicles, you can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko for pop vinyl bobbleheads t-shirts hats or socks or custom diy pop figures art books and skateboards to place your first order with 10 percent off and to help keep our show free for you go to our network website at cspn.us that's cspn.us then click on the keep our podcast free link at the top of the page from there scroll down to the Funco link and place your order when you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Fun code through CSPN.US. Do it today.
1: And another thing you should do, whoops. Hmm. Uh, well, another thing you should do, but not today, is check out this very program next week, this time. Well, not this time, usually 9 p.m. Thursday nights when we record or after the fact on CSPN.US. And with that, uh, agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram, PCN underscore dirt on Twitter, pop culture net on Twitter, pop culture network dot com, i need dot com, that new smell dot com, Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter, the click nation, that's D K L I Q N A T I O N on Twitter, the click nation dot com, CB uh, CB Cron on Twitter, and Book resources where he's writing, uh, writing his face off, which you've heard from some of the stuff he's writing tonight. And myself, Roddy Cats, Cat Ride-A-Cat on Twitter, News Nerds Need on Twitter, uh, News Nerds Need Reddit, uh, TB Caps on Instagram, and oh, all places internet. You can find this here podcast on tspn.us. Uh, do it today, you'll be joining us soon. All that good mess. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, CSPN's uh, SoundCloud page. And you can go to shop.cspn.us for merch from this show and other shows therein. And, there. and with that, we come to the end of this fine show. We'll Again, come back next week. We'll have some more of this fine content for you guys preferably one week's worth. Um, And I don't think there's any movies to speak of or anything, but hey, regardless, things will happen. We'll be here for it. And with that, folks, this has been the Comic Book Chronicles. And it doesn't matter what your comic book show... No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) It doesn't
0: matter what you think!
1: Exactly. Because it matters what we think. And that's what matters. Um. This is the Combo chronicles, and we're out. Eight, one. Good evening. Rick. Would you believe it's it's Doctor Doom. What's on your evil mind? Hold oh, your insulting tongue and mock my
0: words. What well. <laughs> about this rumor that you, you are really hired, Mr. Stark?